yeah, it took, took, took me like three weeks to get used to this, mate. Don't you worry. Weeks? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Perth's Premier Podcast. Monkey Sword Fight with me, your host, Jordan Patrick, and my co-host, Mr. Michael Dots. Where were Dots? The amount of time invested in an idea has no relation to its usability. It's worth spending time to find out something doesn't work. That's a bit. bit In some cases, yeah. 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 It's not your finest one, Mike. I won't lie. Wow! (laughs) We're starting off that way. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Got Andy Mack on the ones and twos, as per usual. What's happening? We're also joined this week by professional boxer Ken Allen. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Just glad to be here. Thank you very much for coming, man. Uh, Kenny's going to talk to us about the fight game, how we got into it, and see what's cracking. Uh, first things first, do you want to sponsor our podcast? Please do. Negotiable rates, good reach, and we can provide you with an invoice for your tax purposes. Yeah. Any business, big or small. Yeah, and there was uh, an email in from Baines. Yeah, I was going to say that. In, <laughs> so uh, if they're listening. Baines loyal, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah that, that's why we couldn't read that agony, Andy, because we might have a... <laughs> Potential. We're selling out. Yeah, we're selling out. We may have a potential company interested in us. I was in uh, Baines the other day and noticed a really nice moment between the young lass who went behind the counter and some guy that was sitting (coughs) chatting her up. Okay. And they were both acting pure shy and coy about the way they were acting. So I was just sitting here watching them, like the two older women behind the counter, just like, this is nice. Wait, what? So what happened? So there was like a lass who went behind the till in Baines. Yeah. Obviously a bit shy. Mm -hmm. And like you could tell she was flirting with a guy who was the customer. Who also looked painfully shy, just like the way we stand and wasn't really looking up, but you could both tell they were like bonding over each other. Yeah. And then she gave him a roll, she's like, Oh no, I've forgotten your coffee. Obviously to try and get him to stay a wee bit longer. And he's like, yeah. Ah, I didn't worry about it. And Classic then he's move. Sat and shut away. <laughs> and he's like, I came back and I put a couple of extra quid in the charity box and that and he cracked another joke and then he went he's out. Got and was money. He's like, You didn't see that type of romance in Greg's? You don't. That's what I'll tell you. I can't believe that he pulled the charity. The charity box move. Well, it's nothing to him. Whenever. When you got money like him, it's oh, nothing yeah. to him. Yeah. Player. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought was, I was I was watching him. I was like, that's a nice touch, young man. Well played. <laughs> well, for those who are wondering why we're mentoring, mentioning Beans, I wrote an email to them on what was it? Was it Thursday? <laughs> on the strength of what? As on well? Friday. On the strength of their was it chicken and haggis? A chicken and haggis pie. Uh, they had a pizza slice, chicken and onion pizza slice, and oh, oh uh, yeah, the pizza with chicken and onion. Oh, toppings. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to get toppings from there. They don't really do pizza like that. Uh, but it's great. So um, I wrote them an email because I didn't see any of them on social media. I didn't see any Bane social media. And um, just saying how much I enjoyed their, their stuff. And uh, if they were happy to sponsor a podcast that refers to themselves as the Bane's Loyal. And they wrote back. They yeah, wrote back. They, did they say no? no they were, and they didn't say no, which is which is huge. They didn't I, say yes either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't specify, yeah. I only said, oh, just a couple of pounds. I'm, anything like 10 pounds a month from Bane's for us to mention Bane's, that would be good. That covers Podbean and that would be awesome. But, you know, keep my fingers crossed. Maybe we should see if the listeners, because, you know, I have been doing it over a year now. Maybe the time is maybe starting to get there to think about doing a Patreon sort of thing with special stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, included with it, maybe. So I don't know, maybe our listeners could let us know if that would be something they would maybe willingly put a pound a month into. I don't know. And you, I, only you guys can tell us the answer to that. We yeah. don't know. See, I wasn't even thinking even a pound because we got everybody to chip in like 50p. <laughs> <laughs> and then we like <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners are classy. What's funny too is because um, I was I was at uh, Beans and Sterling. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit more. But I was at a, a marketing thing, a digital marketing thing. 
And one of the things that they were saying was um, you have to picture your audience. You have to picture the people that you want to sell to or picture the people you want to market to. And then I started thinking, like, how, if you had to, like, physically describe our audience, what would you what would you do? How would you describe them? That's a really good question. I say is I, from the ones I know, we've got a really wide base. So pitch, can descri describe a person. You, it's oh, okay, for the, the person standing in the corner, they right, describe for the, them. For the majority, I would assume guys... 25 to 35 mm -hmm. into combat sports and football. Okay. Uh, uh, shite patter. Shite. <laughs> aye, and shite patter, aye. Somebody, my, my uh, guy, guy I work with, is like, he released some songs. I talked to him a while ago. He goes under the name This Collision. And uh, somebody had mentioned to the guy that sits next to me that he, he does music. Mm -hmm. And the guy's painfully shy about it. Really good. The tunes are brilliant, but like he's, he's really shy. And he was at... Oh, anyway, like he was trying to deflect, and he goes, "This guy Jordan, he's got a podcast." <laughs> I was like, "You know, when you put on the spot like that, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I do a podcast. <laughs> you, you wouldn't like it." You <laughs> That's the natural instinct, isn't it, to yeah. say like, "Oh, it's just silly." And I, I've stopped doing that. Now yeah. I'm just kind of like, "No, I have a podcast." It's like the guy sitting next to is like quite a high up when I'm working. I'm just sort of like, I don't think I want you to see. <laughs> The podcast side of me when you're listening on fucking conference oh, calls with me each day. So didn't he be shy? But no, then I didn't tell people about it. What What about you, Andy? How would you describe? I always feel that it's people who perhaps work in a large portion of them are people who work in an office, work in a desk job, who have then yeah. the opportunity to put their headphones in as they're doing and ignore their colleagues. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, it's been fairly mundane administrative tasks. Be honest. If you think about the, the, the numbers that we're getting, we're, uh, we're like say we're, we're closing in on some good milestones. Yeah. Oh, we'll but hit five like, k this week. Yes, yes yeah, we'll hit that tomorrow. But like, I don't know that many people. You do. You know, I think that you brought a majority of the people to. I mean, we both work in a very popular area, yeah. so we both know them. But I think a lot of people have been brought on, and you too, just through, you know, people That's that you like know about, But, like, of people that I know that listen to the show, because I think the majority of people that listen don't actually know them very well. Yeah. Because, like, apart from my mum... Don't scare them away now, come on. Apart from my mum, the only person I really speak to on the regular who listens all the time. I might be wrong. See, I know Vicky sometimes listens. She's in China. Oh, yeah, she says she does, yeah. Claire listens. Yeah. Claire is <laughs> becoming a fast feature on this show. Like, I'm she is, yeah. She sent it. She got one. questions from yeah, this. She sent a question. Brilliant. Love it. Claire. Vicky sent a message looking for something from our old place of work. Um, and she was saying, and she read, we must have reread her message. And she says, sorry, that seemed kind of blunt. She's like, I feel like, because I listen to the podcast all the time, I feel like we always talk. <laughs> I can just imagine her like on her way to work and me just rambling, us just rambling on. She's kind of like, Mike, that sounds so stupid. That she would always tell me. So, <laughs> and you got Rachel as well, who then replies when we say hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? She always goes, hi, guys. Aw. Um, more feedback, um, feedback that I'm disappointed to report on. Um, the men wearing ripped jeans post, yeah. uh, probably the most engaged with post that we put out there. <laughs> And it was not in my favor. Was <laughs> what was the final numbers? It was 24% bra and 76% naw. Oh, I've, that came down a wee bit. When I've I watched it, it was like 80% naw. <laughs> so that's actually worse. I've actually, right. I've okay. actually got a story to tell. Just off, it's just popped in my head. So I was out on a Saturday for my good mate Barry B. He's went to the baby's head. Shout out to Barry B. Barry mm -hmm. B. My wee uh, And I bumped into a friend of the show, boy I know listens a lot, Tony Leach. And okay. we're sitting chatting away in the, in the Royal. And he goes, uh, I had to go home and get changed after work. I was like, how? 
because I realised I had ripped jeans on. Oh. And he goes, ah, and my wife's like, what are you getting changed for? She goes, I can't eat. Tony goes to his wife, I can't wear these, they're a no. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, Tony. Changing <laughs> the culture, we are. We're yeah. changing the culture. Yeah, actually, I met a couple of guys, um, a guy we listened to, a guy called Brian Howie. He says he knows you, Mike, okay. from years ago. I think he lived across the road from you in your old place or your, your old in-laws place or something. Brian right. Howie, big tall guy with a beard. Okay. But anyway, he's, uh, he was oh, a, cool. he's a friend of my parents as well, so he was at Bazaar's Wetney Baby's Head, and he was sitting chatting away about it. He comments on a lot of the posts and that, and he's a he's, uh, nice feedback. He says, it was just good to hear of all the stuff that's happening in Perth that we maybe wouldn't hear of because maybe they're an older generation. Yeah. They don't engage yeah. in social media as much if they're not in that type of crowd. So he goes, it was good to see things like this in Perth happening because like, they've lived in Perth their whole life, and there was never really... There was football and a no bad music scene, but that's about it. That was about it. Do you know what I mean? So if you didn't do either of those things, then... There was nothing to do. All right, so yeah, that was nice. Nice to hear. Kenny, what do you think of Rip Jeans? No. 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 <sighs> Top man, Kenny. Shit. Top man. Shit. Good segue, though, Mike. Unless you got any other feedback about your fashion choices. You're, no, you're I'm done now. I'm, I'm hurting. I'm hurting this week. <laughs> well, like I say... <laughs> yep. You're all right, man. Yeah. I, will, I will say, I'm digging that jacket. Oh yeah, digging that Kinda jacket. Got it That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Digging that. I've seen Connie actually. Did you Saturday? You did. Before you yeah. Me, yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> he's getting us right. Mister never ever leaves the house, right? <laughs> so I'm out. And on the one night, I'm, I'm, I had to go home early because, well, I had to take the wee man to sell again on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. However, the bazaar be himself had to pop him in a taxi because, as you see, at most wedding babies' heads, he's broken. Barely had to put his hand in his pocket and always had at least two drinks in his hand he's, at any he's point. He's a wee guy as well. Oh, yeah. Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what, man. Show you to Barry B. Honestly, one of my favourite people in the whole fucking world. Nicest guy in the universe. Yes, nice dude. But um, I so I was walking up the road and Mike's like, "Where are you?" I was like, "I'm going up the road and getting a kebab." And he's like, "Yeah, woman." <laughs> I was like. What? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh yeah, the excuses came out. Oh, I gotta go. I was like, yeah, I have to drive my chair through the right, football tomorrow. All right. Now I wasn't even out for too long anyway. I was just leaving work, and Connie was out with her mom and her aunt. They were at. Uh, so you were probably in the pubs less than I was, and you gave me cheek. I was there for like a, maybe an hour, maybe hour and a half, and uh, it was a good band in there. Actually, I forgot the name, but they were they were pretty good. Carloways. Carloways, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that was on. And the um, I. Opened for them with Barkwright just a few months ago for their EP launch. They are really good. They're pretty good. good. They're yeah, pretty good. Yeah, definitely check them out. They're I'm not good. a really a big band guy, but I went there. I was like, oh, this is. Our, I'm glad I came in because you know when you leave work, you know, you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do anything. And I was is, like, you know what, I'm going to make the effort. And I went out as well as like if you're going to meet people who have already been drinking for a couple of hours. Yeah, that's going to go. One, it's going to go one or two ways. You're either not going to catch up and you're going to end up looking after a bunch of fucking drunken idiots, or you're going to overtake them and end up in an absolute skitter. Mm. That's why he's usually stuck. Well, I was dry. I was the <laughs> designated. Double the efforts. I was the designated driver, so I couldn't drive. I had the Red Bulls. I got them. So like just, just had right. the three. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're in the boozer. In the boozer, you're not drinking. You're only there for an hour, and you call me a woman for going home at half eleven. Yeah. So what? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, Mike. Right. Anyway, we've chatted enough shit. They say we're joined this week by Kenny Allen, good friend of Andy Max. Um, that's right. Just about embark on your first professional boxing fight. Am I right? Yeah, that's correct. Deadly. So, well, let's go back to the start because there's a lovely belt sitting in front of us, which got me really excited because I've never seen like a championship belt in my life. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> immediately all. reverted back to like my young WWE days. Yeah, the closest I ever seen was like the old school. My mate, a guy I used to grow up with, he had like one of the proper like authentic looking belts. That's the closest I've ever come. And it wasn't <laughs> like this. It didn't have this nice furry lining. We'll put a say. picture on the Facebook. Yeah, page. we definitely will. But. So going back to Starkin, how where did this come about? Because I understand from our good friend Andy Mack here that you, you were quite late in the game. Yeah, um, 
about a year and a half ago, um, sitting at home, and I was just, you know, I'd been out, and I was like, you know what, I can't be bothered, I was drinking all the time, mm. and uh, my dad had died um, well, a good few years prior to that, so mm. I thought, I'll do a charity boxing fight, mm. you know, uh, this ultra white collar thing, Yeah. Um, so I decided, so, you know, like, oh, three in the morning, oh, I'm not doing this anymore, <laughs> so anyway, I phoned up uh, one of my friends, and uh, he got in touch with a guy called Matthew McAllister, who uh, helps out the, well, it's his dad's gym, the mm. Granite City Boxing Club. Try to see if I could do it. Mm. Um, and uh, just initially I had to get fit. So I was so unfit. I hadn't done any, any physical, you know, I'd stopped playing football years ago. Mm. I was so unfit. Um, so he took me on round the gym and uh, first training session PT with him. It literally lasted two minutes and I was being <laughs> sick, you know. So I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to do this. It's mental how quickly it hits you as well, Mike. Yeah. You're like, if you're just going about your day to day, you don't think, oh, I'm all right, I must still be okay. I didn't usually feel that crap. And then when you do something like exerting for the first time in a while, feeling like your life's about to end. Oh, it was horrific. You know, that's by far the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Um, the fitness required to even do three two minute rounds, mm -hmm. yeah. which I've been doing previously. Is just out of this world, mm -hmm. you know. Football has got nothing on it, mm. um, you know. So I started doing the PTs to get fit. Um, you know, six months down the line, thought right, we'll try this white collar boxing. Mm. Um, and they had us in. You had to do a couple of sessions with them a week. But I kept training, mm. my personal training, and training every day. So I was doing it six days a week, and gradually fitness got got slightly better and. But the show ended up getting cancelled. So after all that training, it was like about two weeks before the event. It was due, um, and it, it all got called off. So um, I was like kind of at a loose end. So mm -hmm. I kept training, and uh, I got put on to Lee McAllister, mm -hmm. which is Matthew's brother, um, who's like a former four-weight world champion. Oh. Um, he's he's a, just had his last fight, and that was in July, and uh, he fought Danny Williams. Mm -hmm. the right, guy who, well, yeah. the, he's the guy who knocked out Mike Tyson Jesus oh. Christ so he's the only guy who's ever gone from lightweight to heavyweight world champion Fucking hell. so uh, so that was anyway that, Lee's been training me for now uh, about a year um, and at this point it was the 2nd of March last year um, I fought for that belt mm -hmm. and it's just a sort of IBA sanctioned charity belt mm -hmm. but um you know that was that was what i fought for and uh, it was three two minute rounds and it was against the guy who ended up turning professional a month after that I so i got the win and uh it's went from there it snowballed from there to next 30th of march i made my professional debut nice so how many how many fights have you had uh, i've had three proper ones mm -hmm. and we've had a lot more sparring and stuff but yeah. three proper full fights so, so, how is it? So the trans at least your first session, you like, you're dead on your arse. Oh, completely. So <laughs> was it a was it a conscious thing that you had in your head as you were going through the training, like until you got to a level that right, I can do this. It, after six months, I knew the fitness was there. Mm. You know, I was going out running ten miles, no problem. Mm. You know, wow. like because the, there's so much training mm -hmm. and you're eating right, you're pretty much eating like a monk. You know, what I mean, mm. everything is regimented mm -hmm. and your diet's strict, but you keep doing that and keep training, it eventually all comes into place, mm -hmm. you know? How, how quickly did you feel the improvement in your fitness? 
fitness, uh, it took a while. It took a while, mm. you know. By the time I fought the first fight, I was ready. You know, mm. that that's, what, six to eight months mm. of training. That's when I felt that, you know, I'm, I could run to the brick wall, you know, yeah. you felt that mm. fit. But, um, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever felt that fit in my life. <laughs> oh, yeah. It sounds fucking brilliant. No, I was going to go, did you say 10 miles there, sir? Oh, no, because <laughs> I don't know if people who no, do this. <laughs> I got this thing with my feet, so I just couldn't if I wanted to. But no, it's, you know, the fitness comes. The more, if you keep doing it, repeating it and pushing harder, and gradually your trainer ups your training anyway. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're continually pushing. Yeah. You know, so did you find there was um there was obviously points in that six one you're like fuck this. Yeah, there's there's you miss so much. Yeah. You know, you're you, it's the drinking, the nights out with everybody, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Like even Andy, I've not seen Andy in quite a while, you know, because just training constant. Yeah. What's the thing that you miss the most while you're training? Food. Just food. <laughs> Any particular food now? Oh, McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> chicken nugget as well. Oh, oh, man. Man. It's it's definitely the McDonald's. So who were like some of the boxers that you followed growing up? Oh, it's loads, everyone. I like Mike Tyson. That was oh, the one course, for me. Yeah. Um, you know, so to see Lee fight the guy that I was actually inspecting because I'm a qualified inspector now for the shows. Oh, okay. Um, so I got the, in, the inside scoop to basically the whole fight and uh, seeing how folk relaxed and what they did and that, is in a sense, is a learning curve for me mm -hmm. for when I go in my pro fight, you know. Um, so we're doing that you know like how do they prep how do they keep themselves calm because I'm a bag of nerves yeah. you know and that tires you do, you do you feel like though like a lot of people say the nerves are are good though some people like some people hate being nervous but do you, do you feel like you're it not focus. fully prepared until you're feeling the yeah you're, you're focused and make sure you're aware of what's going on you mm. know if you were too laid back going in the fight I just personally think it would all go wrong mm. you know um, but I'm always nervous like every time I've been before the fight the walkout Mm. Adrenaline's pumping, but when you get in the ring, you're like, you just sit on snap, yeah. and that's it, you know. So, how much preparation goes into like like film preparation, or, or going to watch the person that you're going to fight prior to your fight? Well, with the level I'm at at the moment, you know, there's not really much no. involved. Um, if I get further up the ladder, and there's TV footage of people, you know, then you're going to watch them, you're going to drill them. Um, Likes the guy that I'm fighting on the 30th of March. Um, I've actually seen him fight before. Okay. Um, the guy I fought for that belt, um, he uh, fought him in his first pro fight. So I've seen him, how he functions, and I know what I need to do to win. Okay, so, so you got a little bit of a leg up there. Yeah. 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 So I know what I need to do. Um, Lee, my trainer as well, he, you know what I mean, he's switched on. He, mm -hmm. he can look at a fighter and figure out what to do when space around to do rounds, you know? Mm -hmm. So... With that, I, I just got to listen. That's the mm. key, everything. Just listen, listen, and listen. You just trust exactly what he's telling you. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, you you don't listen, it'll go wrong. Do you know, that's an interesting thing. I was just thinking on the back of what Mike's <coughs> saying about um, film and footage and that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> is even if there's not, like, film or, you know, they've not been on TV, what's stopping you, like, going on their Facebook and having a look to see, you know, if they've been posting training videos mm -hmm. and here's what I've been doing at the gym the yeah. day, clips from their fights and all that kind of stuff? You do that kind of thing? No, um, Lee won't tell me the name of the fighters that oh, I'm really? fighting because he just wants me oh. to focus on my boxing. Oh, really? And all That's my guidance will come from my corner, you mm -hmm. know. Okay. If I focus That's and do what I know what to do yeah. and 
to my strengths, I'll win the fight. And surely then he's going to obviously then want to pick you an opponent that he thinks is going to give you the best chance of picking up a W for your first, you know, he's not going to put you in there against no. somebody who's, you know, skill levels way above you. And that you, it's quite an interesting tactic, though. If you think about it, it means you're not you're not focusing on what your opponent's strengths are. You're immediately focusing on your own what strengths. You yes. Yeah, yeah, that's, you're a, not, you're that's not, a really good idea. You're not writing a game plan so much as that you're you're just preparing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're taking away that sort of like not intimidation factor, but just like the building that your opponent up in your mind. Yeah, like, you're not getting yourself nervous. Mm -hmm. You're focusing on your skill set and what you need to do, mm -hmm. and everything else will fall into place. And if there is adjustments needed, he can tell you in the corner, like, yeah. mm -hmm. do this. How many other fighters does he train? He has a, a load of fighters. And does he's, he do that with all his fighters, or maybe just the ones who are just coming um, out? I think, you know, like, with us, ones in the gym, we're not getting to know who we're fighting. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to, like, the title fights and stuff, you, you know who your opponent is, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, so it's, it depends on the... The level of the fire okay. as well. That's so interesting. What would you say then your strengths are? At my jab. Yeah. My yeah. jab's my strength. If I use my jab, I do well. The time I didn't, I didn't do so great. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just is it like your speed just to, to find yeah. and pick the moment? Yeah, I'm quite fast. Mm. Um, like, you know, I mean, the jab is straight down the pipe. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my strength. So in and out. Because yeah. you want to hit and not get hit. Yeah. So sounds like the most important. Part. Yes. <laughs> so a, a lot of boxers that I'm not even just boxers, but anyone who's in combat sports, they normally um, have come from uh, when they were younger, maybe got into a lot of fights, maybe in school growing up. But did you have that similar background? Or no, no, really? no, no, that's the weird thing with this is the only reason I took this up was the, the charity fight initially. All right. Um, and it's just kind of snowballed from there. Never uh, a scrap when you were younger at no, all? No, it's never really involved in any <laughs> any bother, which is... <laughs> no, I'll back that up. Like, Kenny was never, like, getting into trouble and getting into scraps or anything like that. The it was all you, wasn't it? Yeah. No. <laughs> Annie Max, I love her. Oh, I <laughs> no, man, not at all. But, no, I can definitely back that up. That yeah, so, so were you a big boxing fan, though? Was that something you oh, always followed? My, my granddad used to be a boxer. Mm. Um, oh. So, I, like, but he never wanted us to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so this is kind of a that, big thing you see for that him. A lot of like, like uh, sort of contact sports and uh, mixed martial arts and boxing and you know I mean combat sports guys that don't want their kids going into it. Yeah, because as much as they love it, they know it's fucking horrible. Yeah, like, there's not many American football players that want their kids to then play football even in high school. No, no. Do you, Do you think mean? some of that is maybe just like I'm providing uh, people that we hear of to like you know what I've made enough money so you don't even have to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm providing for you. <coughs> so go do something that you know. That's that your body, especially in combat sports, is the risk of injury. Yeah. yeah. So you know what I mean? it's easier to do things and put yourselves in situations that might be dangerous than it would be to watch your kid go and do that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I know Riley used to talk about playing American football and I was like, nah. No mm. son. Let's just not let's not do that. See, uh, my, it's funny, like my daughter has uh recently expressed some interest in boxing. So uh her grandma is getting her some some boxing gloves and I think she got her some maybe some pads to hit or something. Just like some kid stuff to do. Mm. So which is interesting because I've never heard I've heard her talk about um there was like a karate thing at the school, mm. and but she every time they put like a little flyer in the bag, she's like, "Oh, I want to do that." And we're like, "No, we're not doing, we're not doing everything that they put in the bag." But so it'd be interesting. They do it, and then you're like, "Right, we'll get you all the kit now because you've been doing it for on a fucking fortnight later." I don't want to do it now. <laughs> bastard, kids are bastards. The, the one thing with boxing is when you get punched for the first time, 
Mm, yeah. That's when you know you really want to do it or not. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask because you said that you hadn't been in a fight leading up to that point. What What did it feel? Could you describe the feeling of getting like not just like your first punch, but like the first one that really like sparkled you? Could you the describe that, the feeling? Uh, to be fair, I've not actually had one that's made me sparkled yet. There's oh, this tough that, guy over here. I've, <laughs> had, I've, had, to be, I've had one that's made my eyes water. Oh, no, all right. That, that was the worst one so Where far. Where did it catch you on your face? Right in the nose. Right in the nose, yeah. yeah, it's, it. yeah. It's not even like, even a wee jab to the face, you don't have to get hit in the face hard for you to then be like, ah, yeah. that's what that feels like. Yeah. Uh, there, um, there's a comedian I like. Well, Adam Carolla, you probably heard of him. He's on mm. Love Line, and he was saying that he wants his son to learn how to get punched in the face—not learn how to, but to get hit in the face. Because if you ever get into a fight later on in life, if you've been in a couple of fights and you have been hit in your face, you, you, you're a bit more composed. You know what mm. I mean? Because sometimes people get hit in the face for the first time. They're like, "Oh shit!" And then it's just kind of like either mm. I'm running or I'm just throwing yeah. wild haymakers. Yeah. But if you get hit in the face and you have a little bit of boxing know-how, a little know-how to throw a punch, you may be able to survive if you have mm-hmm. some type of an altercation. I've talked about this before. I think everyone needs to be punched in the face at least once. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just to make sure you're not a prick. Just <laughs> to know how to react as well yeah, once exactly. being hit. Yeah, yeah. Like you say, if, you, if I'd rather Riley got hit in a mush a couple of times now and not when he's like 18 years old and all of a sudden in the pub and gets hit with his first punch and he's like, how the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> and get flattened. Exactly, you know, yeah. Again. So, just saying that then, just not just like fighting in the street, but like, is, do you feel like it's helped you in other aspects of your life? Like, as an attitude thing? Oh, absolutely. It's it's a discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like any sport like this, like you get karate, boxing, jiu-jitsu, all that. It's all a discipline. And your life, to an extent, well, mine is now, is regimented. I, I get up at a set time, I do this, I, I eat at this time, I train at this time. You know, your whole life it revolves around... Every day. You know? What is it you do then? How do you see you when you wake up in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, it's dark as fuck outside, you're shattered, you're sore, you're hungry. How do you get yourself out of bed? Like, what is it you say to yourself, like, right, fuck it, man? I want to win a belt. Yeah. That's it. I want to win something big. Mm. It's, it's not this fight, it's the five fights down the line. Mm. That's what you're focusing on. That's, your, that's what the goal is. You set little targets and you meet them gradually. And then when you meet that target, you set the next one. Mm. And that's that's how I've been doing it the whole time. The first one was have the charity fight, you know. The second one, it would get a little bit of experience. The next one after was I want to, I'm going to try and make it pro. Mm-hmm. So here we are. And after that, I want to win something, mm-hmm. you know. So it's little goals, mm-hmm. little targets, and keep pushing. So, so what does a training day look like for you? So like you get like Jordan said, you get up at six in the morning. How, how does it start? Because we see in the movies like they get up in the morning. It's, crack some you, eggs. You, you crack some <laughs> eggs, drink it, and then you're running down the road with the oh. Mickey screaming at you out the car. You know? I, I don't have to get up that early because okay. <laughs> I'm not working. This is what I do full time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'll get up, say half past nine, um, go for a run, mm-hmm. or depending on my trainer. Sometimes we've been going into the boxing club at half past nine and do a couple hours training. Mm-hmm. I'll come home, get something to eat, or go to Tesco for eggs and toast, mm-hmm. you know? um, and then go home, get a bit of rest, and then go for a run in the afternoon. Um, depending on days, every sort of couple of days you do a big run. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to do massive runs every day, or you just be completely drained. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you'll run a bit more and more frequent and longer distances. Mm-hmm. Can really try to get the weight down, but um, you know, you'll do say a five mile run um, in the afternoon. Go home, get something to eat chill out a bit and then you're going in the back boxing club again at night mm-hmm. um, could be 6 till till 9 could be 4 till till 8 at night it depends mm-hmm. when the sessions are on certain days 
um, that's what we do, you know, repeat six days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, one, like I said today, that's my rest day today, and I'll be training the rest of the week. So. Do you feel like as well? So you, we said at the start you, you didn't start to your, like in your your thirty in your thirties. Mm. So do you feel like when you come up against people, they might take for granted because you're a bit older than they might be? Do you think that works in your favour? Yeah, the last fight I had uh, was up in Peterhead as well, and uh, there was abuse getting shouted mm. from the crowd. Oh. Uh, one of the lads I was fighting, he was he was a younger lad, um, but I think he'd kind of not lost, mm-hmm. and. I felt physically stronger mm. with being an older guy. Mm. Main strength. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> with him still developing, that's where I felt that, you know, I was able to push him back mm-hmm. and it was quite easy and he kept having to back off. Mm-hmm. And that's what won me the fight. Mm-hmm. So um, that's in a sense, I think, what we're thinking along the lines of here. The weight I'm going to be fighting, that's flyweight mm-hmm. uh, for this one. And how um, much is that? That's 50 kilo. 50 kilo. So it's about... <laughs> it's I'm way less go. than half my weight. Do uh, you know what's like funny? He was around of mine just before we came down. I was like, so yeah, you're going in at like basically minimum weight then. He's like, hi. I was mm. like, what's the kilos? What's that in stone? He's like, it's like seven and a half stone. So I said the exact same thing as you. I was like, that's like half my weight, man. 110 pounds, that is for any American listeners we have. <laughs> 110 pounds. I'll still yeah. be going down lighter than that, yeah. yeah I'm going down to 40, going down to 48 kilo. 40, so what's like you're walking around weight? Like? Uh, at the minute, I'm 54 kilo. 54, okay. So we're five weeks from the fight, so that'll steadily tick down. And when, do you try and gradually cut down the weight or do you, you do like a final push? Um, because this is the first time I'm properly cutting weight, um, it's kind of a bit of trial and error at the minute. Mm-hmm. The weight with the running seems to just fall off. So mm-hmm. it's it's been quite easy so far. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, diet, eating about 1,500 calories a day at the moment. Um, Is that it? That's it just now. Um, you know, um, we'll adjust it. Once I'm down to weight, mm-hmm. I can adjust it and eat a little bit more and stuff. Mm-hmm. But because it's tri- first time for me, it's trial and error to see how my body reacts at my age as well. Yeah, see, we were talking about that um, in the house before we came down. You know, I was saying, I was talking to him about his weight, asking sort of how hard it was, because I was also saying, well, you know, a lot of people, you know, start boxing in their teens and then they're cutting weight all through their teenage years, through their 20s and that for competition. Whereas necessarily Kenny hasn't had all those years mm. of cutting weight. So I was asking him, did he find it harder in that respect? Because yeah, maybe his body's not naturally conditioned to mm-hmm. over the years. It's just like, man, like fair play. Like, I don't think I would be able to stay that disciplined and cut no, cut no. the weight like you are. As soon as, I, as soon as I get hungry, my willpower just disappears completely. Yeah, I was going to say, how, how do you deal with, I mean, you're probably used to it now, but... How do you deal with not eating as much as you normally would in the early parts of your training, and then because just water, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because you water. feel like you're weak when you don't get that meal when you expect it, or you don't get those yeah. calories in you when you expect yeah. it, and you just replace it with water, yeah. Yeah, I drink loads of water, so yeah. it fills you up. Um, the other thing in the beginning was I was using uh, your ten calorie jellies. Mm. You know, so that would fill you up. <laughs> That's how I was getting by to start with when I first started. But oh, at the cups of the, uh, the jumbo like, oh, oh, okay. They're only oh, wow. 10 calories, so you could, you could pile yourself with them. Oh, God. Some boy, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> this is why I seem, brought them in, eh? That seems like, that seems like my like, idea of hell was that, that little calories. Like, no, no way. Couldn't do it. No. I, I just think, it, I think it's, you know, like really hard going like you say without mm. having all those years of the conditioning to then just be like get straight into the mindset right this is what I need to do but, but you know that yourself it's what you need to do to achieve one of these goals 
on the way. So it's like you need to stick to it and you need to do it. I just, 1,500 calories a day plus all the exercise, the training. It's hard. It's really hard. Uh, Yeah. Um, You're tired. You know, like you're, you're not eating carbs after two. Yeah. So at the moment, because we're trying, I'm basically wanting to rip up um, and get the fat burn off. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, in that sense, you're you're trying to turn your body into a fat burning machine. Mm-hmm. And, and the way you do that is you don't have like so the rice and things like that mm-hmm. after two o'clock. Um, so it's basically like chicken and broccoli with a bit of light soy sauce and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, but oh, not, that, every not all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you had that little magazine there uh, promoting your fight. I assume. Tell us a little bit about what's happening, well, what's coming up. On March thirtieth, um, in Peterhead, uh, fighting. It's the first professional fight that's been ever held in Peterhead, so that's my debut. Then, um, obviously, it starts doors open at half past seven. Um, main fights start at about eight o'clock. Um, I've got a bus running from Perth up to Brechin and then up to Aberdeen and then up to Peterhead. Um, so it's a free bus and if anybody's wanting to come, you know, they can can jump on the bus and just give me a message. Um, what, what's the name of the venue in Peterhead? It's uh, at Peterhead's Leisure Centre. Um, so they've got a bar and everything set up for Ooh. for the fight and the licence is all approved and stuff. So it's going to be a good night, you know. It's the first time it's ever been done up there and that's what my promoter, uh, Assassin Boxing Promotions, He's trying to basically get the little towns to get mm-hmm. their shows and stuff, you know, because there's a lot of talent gets missed out. A lot of people don't get the opportunity, you know, and there's there's older people there that have boxed and they can't get to the big shows in Aberdeen. They don't mm-hmm. drive. If it's in their local town, they're more, unlikely, yeah, they're more unlikely to come along. Definitely. Yeah. It's just things like that. Like we love, like, same with like, uh, Blend, for instance. You know what I mean, small towns just didn't get the opportunities to, to host things like this, whether it be... Sporting events or art events or music mm-hmm. events. I mean, it's it's tough. So seeing things like this happen is really good. It is, yeah. yeah well, I've got um, my second fight's already planned, um, and it's going to be in Brechin, where uh, me and Andy are from, and uh, that's going to be at the town hall in Brechin on the 18th of May. So that's again, it's another small town, um, but that again will be very similar. Obviously, it's still getting finalised and everything just now, but that'll be <coughs> the second one. So it's. Every two months. So, what do you what do you feel like? Your what's your goal then to get to a, a title fight? What's well, the timeline you've got planned in your head? Well, Lee's basically set it all out. He's planned a route that he thinks I can go and fights that he's got eyed up. Um, I'm hoping by the end of the year to fight for a title. Nice. nice. Maybe say October, November time. That's mm-hmm. that's the aim. Because of the minimum weight division, there's only like 200, 210 fighters in the world. Mm-hmm. Whereas welterweight, there's like 3,000. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, I should be able to climb up the rankings quite quick. I think so. Providing a win, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when you win, man. When you win. <laughs> when you win, yeah. So how, um, how often are you able to fight? I guess it really depends on the fight, or, yeah. or, or do you only want to say, look, I can only do this five times a year just because I don't want my body to um, Well, obviously with my age now, I'm wanting to get as much done as quickly as I can. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally just train, eat, sleep, train, repeat basically mm-hmm, with this yeah. and let's say that'll be every two months near enough, hopefully, all the way to November they'll get the fights in try to get four or five by the end of the year that's the idea but if I get say, I do get beat, knocked out or whatever, you get del- I think you've got a 30 days before you can fight again mm-hmm. okay. so there's, there's oh, yeah, various things depending on results and stuff like that 
Um, but no, that's the idea. Hopefully October, November, you get a title fight. Did there only being 210 fighters in the world at that weight, did that kind of... Uh was that a major influence in you going pro? Just to say, like, it's, you know what, this, this is a field that I can get into because there aren't too many people doing it? Yeah, when we talked about it, that was kind of one of the things. So if I was a welterweight at my age, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, realistically, I've got an opportunity here. You know, I'm quite, I'll be a big flyweight. You mm -hmm. know, like, a lot of the lads are, like, five foot two. I'm, what, five foot four, nearly five foot five? Five foot three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... It's, <laughs> you know, it, it gives me an opportunity where I would yeah. never have got this if I was. Yeah. Is it is it probably a good thing as well that that you're you're coaching that and you sort of notice that fighters of that weight, decent fighters of that weight, are a rarity as well. Yeah, they all seem to be sort of over the other side of the world, over mm. America, Mexico, Mexico Thailand, yeah. uh, Japan. Mm -hmm. um, to be honest, I think like I'm probably going to be one of the only ones in Britain, minimum mm. weight fighters. I mm. think I don't think there's actually, well, not on, when you look up box rec, it doesn't seem to be any mm. in my weight in Britain. So that could be another thing. Stepping on the scales prior to the fight at seven and a half stone, there's just... There's not many people. I, not I, many I, people can make that weight. No, no, I, not in my wildest, wildest dreams would I ever be able to get near anywhere near... <laughs> seven stone. <laughs> I get kind of last time I was a flyweight, I was probably about eight year old. Nah, you were born a flyweight, weren't you? <laughs> probably. Be fucking honest with you. <laughs> Shout out to Mama Pat for carrying you around for fucking nine months. She tells me she just describes me as the most painful experience of her entire life. Nah, love you, mum. Still to this day. Still to this day. Caused an amazing grief. Um, we'll just touch on it as well before we, before we move on to our usual brand of utter shite baggery. Um, <laughs> shite baggery. Andy mentioned before as well that you do some uh, anti-bullying anti work. Yeah, um, it's actually uh, my promoter, Lee McAllister, and my pal. Um, he is basically building a £10 million health village, health and fitness village up oh. in Aberdeen. Hmm. Um, and he's had like a Beat the Bullies programme ongoing uh, lately because up Aberdeen way it seems to be rife mm -hmm. the bullying is just shocking um, only the other day we were at a house in uh, Bankery mm -hmm. with a lassie that had been you know there was video footage of her getting hauled and battered oh. by about six folk it was horrible you know um, but there seems to be so much of this that he's basically went to schools and bringing them into the club basically mm -hmm. to, yeah. to defend himself mm -hmm. you know and you know it kind of backs them off that Oh, they're at a boxing club getting taught, and a lot of them that have never had any bother since. They've not had to defend themselves mm -hmm. since they've been at the boxing club. They get a bit more confident. They they don't need yes. to. There's almost an air of, do you know what I mean? Like the 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 confidence, like you said, there's not a, the lack of fear automatically yeah. presents itself, and they tend to not be bothered anymore. Yeah, and it's it's just, you know, the confidence is a big thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but there seems to be in Aberdeen that, you know. It was up in the Northfield area of Aberdeen that was really bad at that school, and he's getting emails every day. Must be several a day mm -hmm. regarding things happening. Um, but you know, it's the way things are going nowadays, is it? It's, I've always found bullying a strange thing to try and explain to a kid as well. Yeah, because you always, always you explain to your kids, don't go about fighting, don't start shit. 
Mm-hmm. However, you've got to try and explain them right. But if someone starts shit with you, then, you know what I mean, don't back off. Don't allow it, do you know what I mean, fight back. But if seeing, like, a kid... I was bullied when I was younger, and that's horrible. Mm-hmm. Because you automatically feel like, right into the corner, if there's more than one person. And when you're a kid, a fat wee Jordan Patrick, do you know what I mean? It's not <laughs> fucking... I mean, it's hard going, so, like, it must be really beneficial for these kids to see that they can put their time and their energy into something constructive. Oh, definitely. But it's the mental side of things that, you know, the mental scars that they'll be left with and things yeah. like that. That's the the side, the physical side you can deal mm. with quite easily, mm. you know, And but it's the mental side. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's so many people now, that so many kids are getting the same problems. But it's not just the side of the, the people getting bullied. You know the bullies themselves. Are getting bullied. Mm-hmm. I've got something at their yeah. side. You know, yeah. so it's it's about educating both sides, mm-hmm. and that's hence what he's trying to do with, mm-hmm. with my, that side. My daughter, like when she, uh, I mean, she by no means has like a serious bullying problem in school. But you know how sometimes you get clicks of people, and then one day they're cool, one day they're not cool. So she tells me, like, if she's like, someone did this to me. I'm like, well, don't let these people do anything to you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you have to stand up for yourself. And her main thing is, well, I don't want the teacher to, to be angry with me. Because you know they put the teacher on such a high pedestal. Mm-hmm. The teacher just doesn't want anyone busting their head open in class because mm-hmm. there was a fight. You know what yeah. I mean? Or get someone got kicked in the head. Mm-hmm. So they say, don't hit. You come get me and you come tell me. But I'm like, I understand what Mrs. So-and-so is telling you. But, you know, if you don't want to feel the way you're feeling now... You have to defend yourself. You have to speak up and you got to defend yourself. And that's all mental. It's over, just overcoming that and overcoming what the teachers say as well. Yeah, I've always sort of said, my old man always said to me, don't start a fight, finish it. Yeah. So like, if I ever found out that Papa, my... Papa Pats. Oh, man, dropping. That's a word with dots here. He's putting a cigarette out on the porch when he's saying that. You finished that shit. Cigar, bro. <laughs> Papa Pat smokes cigars. But like... <laughs> But um, she said the metal bit. So have you had like sort of stories off the back of it where like a positive effect's been felt? Like, you, obviously, you'll get the people getting in contact with the messages of what's going wrong. But like, do you get much feedback after the session and held well, after you speak to people? It's Lee that gets all the deals with all this side of things. We are there just to support, you know, and help out in the gym and stuff when everybody comes in. But um, you know, <laughs> I think the positive fact is that the schools have to respond because mm-hmm. a lot of the time the schools haven't been doing anything and once it's been highlighted they've then acted and yeah. that in itself seems to be solving the problems because mm-hmm. I don't think the schools want to take responsibility for I it happening. I think sometimes people forget that the school doesn't have eyes and ears everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not possible and a lot of stuff goes on in school that the teachers just don't know about. The teachers don't know about and also... Because um, it's like a look, it's touchy now with things that you can, you can't say. Everyone's politically correct, so now you not only do you have to take into consideration the child that's getting bullied, the child that's doing the bully bullying. The teacher may know something that's going on at home, but mm-hmm. they can't say anything about it. The school may know something that's going on, but they can't say anything about it because that's data protection and mm-hmm. all that other stuff. So sometimes the school gets caught in the middle of it. However, I think they should make more of an effort at times, depending on the situation, of course. Yeah, that's a really <laughs> fair point, Mike. But it's just it comes down to again their hands are tied tied by yeah. red tape mm-hmm. and, totally and, and you know it's you're right you just want them can you, can you not just go that extra mile on this occasion but as soon as they do that well, so you see that's a precedent and yeah. then they gotta do it all the time somebody's yeah. in trouble <laughs> I'd much prefer yeah. my being just sweet chin music and then practice <laughs> game on hassle 
It's like tuning up a band in the middle of fucking... I just want to tell my daughter, look, if you get suspended, don't worry about it. You have to answer to me. They yeah. sent you home to me. That's so what I, as that's long as you can I, explain it, you're cool. I said to, I said to her, as long as you're always 100% honest with me about what happened, yeah. and you've defended yourself, I'll believe you. Yeah. But don't try not to. Yeah. Don't <laughs> get expelled. <laughs> but it is, it's, it isn't because I know for a fact a, a couple of the boys on my, my laddie's football team that have come right out of their shells by doing a sport, by not so much even a... A nor, not even a combat sport but just doing a sport and being part of a team or a unit or competing in a something and the difference is made to those kids oh, definitely. is unbelievable so yeah. yeah definitely I think it's a great idea they're trying to get kids confidence up through different sports that's I think something that should be pushed a bit more in this country especially yeah, I think team sports within school will help eliminate that as well. You mm. know what I mean? If you're pl- if someone's getting bullied <coughs> within the classroom and then they're going out and playing on the same playing field, mm. most likely it would eliminate that a bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? You see them as a teammate, so that's true. It'll stop it. Still gonna be decent in football, yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> or that will start more bullying again. <laughs> I got bullied when we played football, I think. That's a problem at school, though. The folk that get bullied are the folk that are shite at football. The folk who are <laughs> yeah. decent at football are usually doing the bullying. Yeah. Not all the time, but. Not all the time. There are cases where that's generally the case. There's, 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 I think there's sufficient backup data for folk that. Folk who are good at football. <laughs> that's a sweeping get, or, statement. <laughs> well, no, folk who came, who are really good at football, the popular kids at school, they didn't get bullied. No. No. But the ones who didn't play football because they were shite and spent their time in the library and stuff like that instead, they got bullied. We mort. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> anyway, Kenny, thank you very much for talking through us, man. All the best with fight. We'll share the, the poster and everything like that on the... Yeah, send us a link to that, and then yep. we'll, we'll, well, I'll share that, a photo of that, and then we'll we'll share a photo before your... Uh, Can point. I also say a thank you out to Natalie King at uh, the SK Dental uh, today. They got me a gum shield and everything. Oh, That's cool. for sponsorship yeah. for my fight, so... Yeah, I'll yeah. Thank you. I'll say it again. We'll say it again. Chug again. Uh, Natalie King, thank you for the sponsorship today. <laughs> you can also sponsor us as well if you want. Yeah, right. We Take, want mouth guards. Yeah, I'm going to beans to eat a pie with my mouth mouth shield on. Put my shield, shield in when <laughs> Paul gets sick of the mama pat's jokes. <laughs> oh fuck, he's got to batter me. Yeah. I haven't made any for weeks. Let's be fair. Paul doesn't listen to me. Nah, I know. <laughs> uh, right, but if you're happy to, we're going to sit and talk some shit. So if you want to get involved in the crack, yeah, what have we got on the list for this week? Um. I saw a good question on Twitter the other day. Okay. Uh, do you think you could defeat in physical combat the most famous person who shares your name, and who is that person? So the first person I thought of was Michael Jordan, and then I was like, probably couldn't beat Michael Jordan, but it's probably Mike Tyson, and I definitely can't beat Mike Tyson in physical combat. Michael so, Jackson. Uh, I can beat that dead... Let me not go any further. <laughs> Let me not go any further there. <laughs> I love the way you looked at Andy like I'm like, Andy, see like no I was looking away I'm, I'm coming off track I was like I'm there. coming off track nah um, Michael Jackson was a skilled dancer you never know you may kick me give me some sweet chin music dance you to death yeah nah definitely couldn't beat Michael Jackson or Michael Jordan in a fight so I'm out Who, who's the most famous Jordan <laughs> Katie Price probably <laughs> Yeah, ridden to death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely sure I could beat her in a physical fight, man. She looks like she would fight. She's in good shape. Well, she was in good shape. I don't know anymore. Uh, it's just uh, I don't know. I'm trying. Whacked in the face by one of those titties, like <laughs> clobbered in the heat. With fucking knock you out, man. Trying. There's not many other famous Jordans, is there? Let's Google it. Famous Kenny. What about you? Don't famous Kenny's. I don't even know. Kenny Douglas. Yeah. Kenny Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe uh, he's old as fuck now. Man. Can I, I take him easy? <laughs> I was going to say Kenny Rogers. 
Rogers. He bought him as well. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I can't even think anymore. The River. Uh, Jordan Peele. He's a famous Jordan. I don't know who that is. Oh, he, the, he made the uh, the movie with the cup and the stirring with get the black out. guy. Got out, yeah. Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I could fuck up Jordan Peterson. Like, yeah, please do go fuck uh, up Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Peterson I he's fuck so him annoying. Up easy, I don't understand how he is as famous as he is now. He is super annoying. He just uses huge words, and people go, "Oh yeah, he he must be right because he does a lot of talking." And he it's speaks, like, he no, speaks he's well, an though. asshole. He also, he believe, he also believes well. in government mandated girlfriends. Uh, though, but that's a different story. Uh, he's a moron. I could fuck him up. Um, I was going to think anymore. Yeah, I reckon Jordan Peele or, jo- or Jordan Peterson. I could fuck Jordan Peterson up. Jordan Peele, that's, that's I don't know. He's an unknown to me. Okay, he's a that good director, but is he a bit of a pansy? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Was he like was he like a proper inner city type of guy, or is he like? Did he no, come he's from? not. He's not. Nah, yeah, he's a little pudgy too. I think. Ah, I, yeah, take I, take I, I just get stronger. Tire him out cardio wise. Just dance around them, and I'll probably have a lie down. Famous, <laughs> famous Kenny's uh, Kenny Rogers. Yeah. He's eighty. You can take him out. Nah, really. take him. <laughs> <laughs> um, everybody else, I don't even know one here. Kenny Holland, who is an Instagram star, we'll just give you the benefit of that on that one. You could not. Kenny G. Kenny. Oh, Kenny G. Was Kenny at Kanye's G. house recently. Smooth sax. Yeah. Smooth jazz. So you think you could take on Kenny G? You know, and fight and win. I'll fight anybody. Oh, <laughs> stupid well, question on my part. Fuck Kenny G. Fuck Kenny G. Get him out of here. Uh, Andy. And is I it could, Andrew? I had you to think, and all I could think it was Andy Gorham. <laughs> is it, is it Andy or is it Andrew? Uh, it's Andrew. Andrew, sorry. Right. So let's get famous Andrews. We'll probably get more... Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh. oh. I can beat the... You can take him like... He looks like a body battered him. <laughs> <laughs> We have that as an episode title. He looks like I've already battered him. <laughs> oh, Spider-Man. What's his name? Andrew... Garfield. Oh, Andrew Garfield. take him to smash. He was Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> he was Spider-Man. What do you mean? Have you seen his old cutting a boot or thin in art house? Like, he's like, you can probably do a thing if he had the spider powers, but nah. What about... Um, Andrew Dallas. Ooh. With a tinfoil hat on. Comedian Andy Dick. <laughs> oh, he got his ass whipped. Not Andy Dick. Who am I thinking of? Andy, Andy Kaufman. Kaufman. Ah, oh, Andy Kaufman. He was the one who got in the scrap for uh, They're Jerry all a bit softies, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> You're the hard hardest one. Jerry, Jerry. 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 I'm going to get my name changed. Jerry Lawler. That was who Iron. Andy Kaufman had the fight with. Oh, yeah. 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 See the film with Jim Carrey. Jim yeah. Carrey pissed off Jerry Lawler legitimately as well. He did, like, yeah. Acting like Andy Kaufman. He was out of his mind on that, though. Yeah, I reckon. I think Andy could take... They all seem to be quite art hussy, I reckon you could yeah. take them off. Yeah. I think it fit right Andy's like a, It's a huh. very creative name, actually. Still, though, like, that's, that's the episode title. We'll reiterate. He looks like I've already battered him. <laughs> <laughs> belter. Absolute belter. Yeah, he's a bit Mac. fucked looking, but he's yeah. got a lot of money in the bank, so I would, I'd, I'd look like that with that bank so account, mate, two, two wins and two <laughs> losses here, because yeah. I reckon... They, no, I should know. I'd take Jordan Peterson, but if we're talking Katie Price, I'm already beat. Like, you're beat by those boobs, aren't you? Get say fucking nails and that in there. Exactly. Well, right my take your scratch your eyes, right? Right, right in my I was gonna say something really bad. Dude. I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to. God damn. Speaking of, uh, I was talking about our tits, Mike. It's fine. Just, no, it's going down. I'll take. Remember to tell you after the show. <laughs> yeah, we're we're being nice this episode. Um, speaking of Twitter, also on Twitter, did you see Peter? Uh, it was Steve Irwin that had him on the Google Doodle yeah. page. Uh, and uh, Peter chimed in. Um, they retweeted the Google Doodles page. Uh, and they said, Steve Irwin was killed by harassing a ray. He dangled his baby while feeding a crocodile and wrestled wild animals who were minding their own business. Today's Google Doodle sends a dangerous phoning message. Wild animals are entitled to be left alone in their natural habitats. Fuck 
Oh, I'm, a, I'm a clean pig. <laughs> yeah, this but makes me want to just go I, to the store and just get some meat and just okay, eat well, it. I, I agree purely for the fact that I cannot stand Steve Irwin. Yeah, like, oh, but we do not like Steve Irwin. I found them unbelievably irritating. Steve Irwin's actions were not on target with his supposed me- message of protecting wildlife. A real wildlife expert and someone who respects animals for the individuals they are leaves them to their own business and their own natural homes. It is harassment to drag exotic animals, including babies, from their mothers... <laughs> from their mothers around from TV talk shows to conferences and force them to perform as Steve Irwin did. Animals deserve to live as they want to, not as humans demand. The Google Doodle should represent that. Listen, you could take them <laughs> Where away. Where are we going with this? Listen, you could take them away from their mothers or whatever, <laughs> or you could leave them with their mothers, and then 15 minutes later, they're eaten by another predator, and it's game over anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nonsense. I just thought it, was, it wasn't Fucking very raging, uh, tactful to do that on. I think they were... Uh, it was his anniversary or something. It was yeah, some type of anniversary. Let me see. Today uh, celebrates... Uh, tell you what, uh, man, if you boys looks even more annoying than him. His, yeah, the boys is going around the late night circuit now, bringing animals with them and oh. showing them off. I think the daughter, too. I think the daughter was... Uh, Bindi. Bindi. Bindi Irwin. Jordan wants to bin Bindi. There you go. She's only about 12, mate. That's all B. You want to get rid of it. You don't like a dad. Uh, right, you don't like a dead dad. It sounded like you were being a bit creepy. Absolutely there, was... <laughs> I thought that's what he was meaning. <laughs> I just I, I just thought that that wasn't, wasn't a very good time for Peter to express those. Was your social media team. He's just trying more. to be a, a fucking smart arse when there was no need for it. Out, out, is it was it called outrage? Uh, recreational outrage. Recreational outrage and out, outrage marketing. That's yeah. what it's called. Uh, what do you think, uh, Steve Irwin? Okay. Nob. <laughs> yes, bro. Yes, bro. You Scottish just don't like fucking Australians. Cause oh, they're man, I love Australians. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. They do not have a better mm. accent than us. So we put Steve Irwin on the bra on our list. Oh, he's going right. to be a resounding. Did we get many in? Um, we got a couple. We said some from last week anyway. But uh, also, uh, I was mentioned earlier. I was on um, digital. <laughs> Sorry, can I just go on the back of that? Mike's oh, okay. note just says. Peter being cocksuckers as per. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got beef with Peter? No, it's just, it's unnecessary. I don't mind what they do. I, I, I even don't mind the whole outrage kind of, let's bring the hidden cameras into the slaughterhouses. I don't mind that because it'll put some people off meat and then it'll help save the world. Cool. But stuff like this is just, it's just tacky. It, it's As per. As per, yeah. That sounds really stuck up. Sorry. Um, yeah, I was on the digital marketing course this week for, for work. And um, first of all, I had the, is it the A9 that takes you to Glasgow? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about these average speed cameras? Because they fucking annoy me a lot. Like, but, and uh, do they actually work? Because I was doing like 65 the whole way to Sterling and people were, the people had to be doing like 85. Like, yeah. I, I don't understand. Just drive it next time at 85 and see what happens. No, yeah, I'll probably get 90 tickets. Yeah. But there how are go. these people blowing past? Were they cops? What's going on? I don't know. I don't know. I often wonder what's going on there. Like some folk drive it that often that, do you know what I mean? They they know which parts to which speed ones? up and when to slow down and that. Because I I think I hate driving through Glasgow. You're almost always guaranteed to have some twat behind you. It's all right. Once you get to Stirling, it's fine. Uh, Once you get to Stirling, it's fucking yeah. It's not even that. It's like I I I hate driving in Glasgow. I hate driving in any big city. It just stresses me the fuck out. I don't right. like Glasgow. Edward Perfect. That's, that's just segued that beautifully, right? This guy in front of me here, seeing the days before sat-navs and GPS on your phone and all that. This guy, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of miles this guy's driven, but you tell a story about when you your mum listens. Does she know about this? Well, when you had to go down to Cardiff for your driver's <laughs> uh, license? Uh-oh. No, Swansea. Uh, it was Swansea. 
other day, um, <laughs> I was at work and I was like, shit, my driving licence expires tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and it was at the bit where, you know, it was like, you aren't sent away your provisional mm-hmm. to get your licence back. Yeah. I just forgot to do it. And I literally had a day. I was like, this is never getting there in time. Because <laughs> it was like three o'clock or something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It was like, right, okay. Let's phoned up my mate. What are you doing? Oh, no, I'm just chilling out. Fancy going to Swansea. <laughs> <laughs> so sure. we drove down through the night. Flat out all the way. Because, well, basically thought I'm not going to have my licence, am I? Mm-hmm. So it was flat out all the way. And uh, eventually got down to Swansea. How long did that take, that drive? Oh, it took ages. We ended nice. up missing a turn. Was that in the Corolla? Oh. It was in the Corolla. I was um, going to say about an hour and a half. How long would it taken you? But, no, it was... <laughs> Uh, it was early morning when we got there. Like, uh, it was, it was, it was all on the hunt, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of coffee so, consumed on that ride. We we got there because we didn't have maps. Mm. We didn't, didn't have time for anything. It was literally <laughs> closing a bag and go. So, uh, but we got there and uh, handed the license in and uh, drove back up the road. <laughs> wow! Slow <laughs> on the way back. Oh, I, it was kind of like, but I was like, shit! I got from work. So I won't be in the day. <laughs> I'm <laughs> in Swansea. It's just when, like, John's talking about, you know, you didn't like driving in big cities and that, like, you get, like, flustered to that if you didn't come where you're mm, going. The, the amount of places I've gone with Kenny, obviously, just driving, man, is, I've never seen anybody who doesn't know where he's going, mm-hmm. didn't have a map or GPS or anything, but never, ever went the wrong way once. <laughs> never seemed to miss a turn or an exit and never ever once panicked, man, eh? Like, trips to Blackpool, fucking... Just, <laughs> eh, just, just fucking go, man. I, right? had to, I had to, like, engage my dad powers, eh? Because the wee man's sitting next to me <laughs> and the sat-nav's taking me here, there, and fucking everywhere. And he's like, do you know where you're going? I was like, oh, come on, I'm going. Hell time thinking, like, internally, like, anxious as fuck. Just like, like, where I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to end up making something wrong, somebody's going to fucking crash into me. These people are probably hanging my dick, and they can tell I didn't care where I'm going the whole time, freaking out. <laughs> Ended up taking a wrong turn and finding where I was going anyway. But fucking hell. And then tried to get him from where I'd parked near Celtic Park. And then it took my sat-nav took me somewhere that was obviously a new street, because it was like, turn left. And I looked left, and there was a brand new pedestrian footpath mm-hmm. where probably there once was a road I was just taking it anyway right? <laughs> <laughs> people diving out of the way ah sorry it's the sun <laughs> oh but no that's... no this guy's driven he's driven everywhere everywhere N- never once seen him like lost miss a turn <laughs> it's quite incredible actually the amount of <gasps> hundreds of you it's probably been... could have bought yourself a fucking new house the amount of money you spent on petrol over oh, the years. Oh, so there's been a fair few miles, like, when, uh, a fair few cars as well over the time. Always got the minis. Well, that's what his dad used to do. Like Kenta, his dad used to do the, the minis and that as well, so he used to refurb old minis. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we've got a few of them. Um, but you can only drive one at a time. We've got uh-huh. five, so it's like, <laughs> you know. But uh, brothers, he's uh, doing a lot more with them now. I've not had time to do it, but we've got a... 1071S rally car, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's cracking fun, old, old thing. But then uh, I've got an old uh, GP Mini, so it's like the two-seater one. Mm-hmm. It's all tuned, it's rapid, like. So. You see them all the time, like Minis just look like they were they were built to go much faster than mm-hmm. they they let them at the factory with. Oh, it goes, it shifts like you <laughs> seen earlier. <laughs> oh yeah, like I've seen them all. I remember, like we were growing up in that. Uh, always like in Kenny's drive, his old man 
uh, would be working, would have been working on whatever rare as fuck mini chassis or whatever he'd got a hold of, you yeah. know, be like really rare stuff and then right. he would literally do them up to what they would have been like when you bought them probably out back the in the day yeah. out the factory. Incredible, incredible stuff. Like, I like um, an old money. I, I, don't, I don't know if you fucking with the new ones. I like the new ones. Yeah. I've got the new one and old ones. Oh. Well, well, I just had the wee ride down in the new one which I hadn't been in, which was uh, nice. Ah, oh, very nice. Good times. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, we segue there, eh? Where else you got Mikey Dots? Um, not much, really. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, yeah, the digital marketing thing. Yeah, Yeah, how did that go? Uh, Yeah, it was good. It was good fun. Um, Learned a lot, not really having to do with my job, but it it was good to kind of put it in perspective of the podcast, though, and Mm -hmm. hopefully try out a couple of things that I learned. Uh, It's just crazy how much, like, data is actually out there that people put out there, first of all, Mm -hmm. and that just by doing a Google search, like, he was showing us, like, Google Trends, and you can search how many people have searched for a certain term or a word over a period of time, and it's like, you can put that into your marketing campaign. It's like, wow. And I found out that Edinburgh is a uh, big podcasting market, so maybe we should start fucking... Yeah. Advertising out there, yeah. I was going to ask you, did you have a look at any? Because I would have done that. I would have typed in like Monkey Sword Fight and shit like that and had a look at some trends and stuff. Did you oh, do that? I did, I did put in Monkey Sword Fight. Nothing came up. So, so I don't think anyone was. Lies, Google. Google. <laughs> Lies. Boss. But I checked out like different podcasts and where people search for podcasts. And yeah, okay, it was, okay. Edinburgh came up and it was like two towns in two towns in England, too. So. I'll be like, it'll be a big, it's a big student town as well. I think podcasts are big with that. Oh, would be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then commuters as well. It's a commuter town, isn't it? So. Yeah, I was shocked how many of the students at the college like listen to podcasts and that as well. Yeah, it's huge. It's like I find them ideal for when, like, see, like you know, when you just don't know what you want to listen to. Yeah, and like so you can't pick. Like when I'm looking through my Spotify, I didn't know what I actually want to listen to. I was in the podcast is just an easy way to get around that. I'm so cheap that because I pay for the streaming thing, I feel like I need to listen to music more than I listen to podcasts. So I'm like. If it's any, if it's a choice between listening to music or a podcast that maybe either I've listened to or not the most recent one, I'm like, fuck that, I'm putting the music on. Yeah. I'm spending this money, baby. I feel like I've never got enough time to listen to as many podcasts <laughs> as I want to. No, no. Some of them are getting long, too, man. It's like three hours for a podcast. Like Joe Budden one is like I three just, hours. I I'm just like, unsubscribed ah. to Joe Rogan. Yeah? Yeah, today. You I was, hate him now. You I, hate don't, him. I don't hate him. Do you know what I mean? But like, I was just looking at the last guest that I found... Like quite enjoyable was uh, Travis Barker, mm-hmm. and after that I'm just like, <laughs> you know I mean, there's some interesting guys going on, but like, like I say, if it's a guy I've never heard of, and I've got three other podcasts that I do want to listen to, go on some yeah, I'm going yeah, somewhere else. So I was just yeah. like, you know, I was, I was just sitting more and more. I was just like deleting them off my phone without actually reading them or yeah. listening to them. So, can you listen to any podcasts? Not really. I've listened yeah. to this one every now and again. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah. We cover it all. Um, it's more music when running. <laughs> my um, Nirvana shirt met its untimely end oh, today. Just when I learned five Nirvana songs, it's, I can't wear it anymore. I uh, washed Connie's red robe in with it, and everything turned pink. All the letters turned pink and everything. Oh, fuck that was a schoolboy error on my part. Still wear it. I could. She said, oh, it's fine, but I think she just wants well, to get actually, me laughed at. I think about you're going real grunge, like ripped jeans, Nirvana t-shirt, and your lumber jacket. Yeah. Nice I'm going to grow my hair out. That would be funny. I'm just a bald fuck. I can't do it. <laughs> you're bald and grunge if you want. You, Bear, no, Billy, you can't. No, Billy, no. Billy Corgan. Smashing uh, pumpkins. Yeah, he's weird. He looks like a pumpkin. So? <laughs> no. Can't do it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it. The shirt's gone. I hope you're happy. I'm not unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
talk about so if we'll, well we mix it up a bit what do you want to do well you just talked about you just learned five Nirvana songs yeah so should we maybe do a little bit of what we've been watching and listening to we can what have you been watching or listening to this week yeah job hey. done um, <clears throat> you want to go first I can go first I started watching Big Mouth on Netflix alright yeah has anybody watched the show I, I remember what I stuck the first couple of episodes on in the background yeah and just never went back to it but never really paid attention so I did too and then um, I, Connie told me that Claire our, one of our Beijing listeners she watched it too it is right up her it is filthy it is a yeah. filthy filthy show it's, it's Nick Kroll in it yeah. yeah yeah. but it's like a kids show it's like a cartoon and it says kids that are like going through puberty and then they have like a monster to represent like uh, male puberty and just horniness and then another one for like the female ones and it's just like so graphic for a cartoon it's so crazy um, it's, and it's just about kids coming of age and just like getting their first pubes and wearing girls wearing their first bra and all this other shit and uh, I, I recommend I, it's funny yeah. it's an eight but prepare yourself for the, the grossness it's an eight it's an eight yes. eight so maybe not one to sit I'd sit down and watch for Mama Mac no no, no that's no. not a Mama Mac one nah, you, oh. you're gonna watch this one on your own oh, okay um, also, what, uh, just a guy. I've only listened to one song. It's Y Y M W Melly, a rapper of a co-rapper. He's now in jail for killing one of his friends, but he has a song called "Murder on My Mind," where he describes. <laughs> we don't know if it's this murder, but a murder uh, about how one of his with well, a name like Y M W Melly sounds like a really well balanced individual. Well, they're saying that that's part of his defense that he has. Um, schizophrenia okay no um, I feel bad but then <laughs> after that after the song came out like this song kind of made its way out I don't know maybe it was before it actually I should go mm. backtrack the song was put out before but it became popular after he got arrested for killing the guy uh, because he details about how he does kill someone <laughs> it's just weird about how All right, okay Again, rappers always talking about snitching, but end up snitching on themselves. They're so somewhere. fucking <laughs> stupid, this young team that's coming through in the rap game, man. They're just... They're dumb. They're, they're just unbelievable. If they're not high, they're doing something stupid, yeah. They're, Maybe that's why they are high. Yeah. yeah. It's like, come on, man. Like, you've got your 15 minutes of fame. 15 minutes of fame a day is enough to make you enough cash to fucking yeah, kick sell. back if you want right. to. But they seem to get their 15 minutes and get five minutes into it and then fucking rob somebody or kill somebody, snitch on somebody. Crazy. Yeah. J. Cole's going to save it, though. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Got man. a new album coming. Potential. He's got the potential to save it. <laughs> well, we took him out of the Tom Brady yeah, pal, didn't we? Well, while he makes his next move, he'll be judged yeah. after this That's, next yeah. album. He's cheating <laughs> on that line. Our Tom Brady pile is our, is our current list, effectively. I was going to say, what is uh, a purgatory? I was going to say pandemonium. I was gonna, he's in pandemonium. No. Purgatory. He's in purgatory. <laughs> Tom Brady purgatory. Yeah. Got anything else? No, that's all I got. Yeah. So, what, uh, yourself, Kenny, what have you been watching or listening to this week <laughs> when you're out training? Or driving somewhere, <laughs> long distances. <laughs> Normally, like little documentaries. So, I've been watching that Oak Island. Ooh, what's that? Oh, what's that about? It's like they're looking for their treasure on Oak Island. Pretty rubbish, Ooh. to be honest with you. <laughs> I can watch just, it. I think, about, <laughs> I think they've basically been spending six seasons looking for treasure and found fuck all. Nice. <laughs> nice. But they're going to be day jobs. They, they kind of give you a little bit at the end every time that makes you watch the next one. It's, it's kind of just sort of... Honey dicking you. Ah, it's honey stressful. Dick. love that. That's a good term. Honey dicking. They've, they've found some stuff. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. They've found some things, but they now starting to blow up half of the island, so I'm kind of get a bit more interesting now. 
This is a really intriguing synopsis. I know. Of I know. I know. He's, I'm really, he's giving nothing away. Really good. This is what it says at the bottom on the sky. The sky info. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much. There's not really found fuck up, but they're starting blowing things up. <laughs> the treasure is blowing the fuck up <laughs> out of the island. <laughs> it's like Oak Island's an island in the middle of like uh, Nova Scotia. So right. like. Seemingly, like pirates were going there years and years ago, and I reckon the military were there, British infantry, years ago, and everybody's been hiding stuff on the island, so they're trying to find it basically. But there's flood tunnels and everything mm-hmm. being cut under the land and hidden, oh, right. like booby trapped water tunnels that have flooded. Like they dug, I think the first series, they dug down 90 feet mm-hmm. and found uh, wooden boards every sort of like 10 feet. And when they got to the bottom one in 90 feet, they took this stone, picked it up, and it lost, the whole tunnel flooded. So it was things like that, and it stemmed from Is this there. real? Okay. It's, it's on the TV series on Sky. Wow. Well, well, I'm down, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I started off sceptical. I know, right? Yeah, yeah we got there in the end. There's a flood tunnels, booby traps, I'm like, right, <laughs> fucking talk to me. It's the Curse Oak Island, that's what it's called. What would you give it out of 10 bananas? Uh, 7 out of 10. Is Ooh, all right. Strong. Generous, strong. generous. Strong. Um... Anything else? Been very much uh, the rest of the time. I've been sleeping on the couch. <laughs> nice, <laughs> knackered after training. Opening FIFA packs. <laughs> no, I've not played that. Packs. I don't want to think how much I've spent on FIFA oh, packs. Christ, I know. Uh, no. <laughs> Rehab a corner lot. with Andy Mack. <laughs> I'm yeah, after packs still. We, we need to talk about packs. <laughs> Kenny's used to buy a lot of packs. <laughs> Got some good cards though. Got <laughs> some good cards over the years. <laughs> Sorry about that. Eh? Just uh, having a wee moment there thinking about FIFA packs. Nice. It was nice. I, uh, <laughs> me and Chuff Binge watched the new Netflix series, uh, The Umbrella Academy. Oh, I saw the preview for it today. It looks good. Oh, man. It's fucking tremendous. Is it good? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's based on a comic. Oh, it's two guys. Um, one of the writers is the lead singer out of My Chemical Romance, Gerard Way. Um, and it's basically a, the basic line is is on a certain day in 1989 44 women gave birth the strange thing was that none of these women were pregnant at the start of the day and this eccentric billionaire makes it his mission to go about adopting as many of these kids as he can and he manages to get seven mm-hmm. and he raises them they've all got all these weird powers and like a bunch of total fucking misfits and they're raised as like this super group um, and then sort of split up and he dies and then they all come back together and this is where it all sort of boots off mm-hmm. but like there's like there's time travel there's fucking there's the did any of you ever watch Misfits? No. Back on E4 years ago there's I remember actor, the commercial for there's it a, there's yeah. one of the actors is a, is a guy from Misfits and he plays this sort of like strung out uh, addict one let's like try to get clean in that as well but it's shot it's shot amazingly the soundtrack's fucking great the storyline's so so fucking good. Looks good. Yeah. Um, I would de- I'd give it a nine bananas. Ooh, that's high. Like, wow. I praise. It was one of the first things in a long time where it's been brand new, and I've been like, we had to limit ourselves to two episodes a night. Like I, li- I could have binged that in two days. Yeah, it's one series. Yeah, it's ten episodes. Ten episodes. Ten episodes okay. about an hour a piece, but it is definitely worth a watch. It is like, let's say it was original. Wasn't your stereotypical superhero film? Ken, the relationships are all good. The characters are all brilliant. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those weird ones where you can see where the the villain's coming from right. and you can see why it was thing, certain things were done and like the more you find out about the, the guy who adopted them and why he did what he did, then, oh, fuck. Spoilers. Oh, honestly. 
Brilliant. I'm not going to in a way. I've I'm sold. I'm going to watch not it. given you anything that you don't find out in the first episode. You know what I mean? But it is, is genuinely, if you've got time, bash that on. Um, get a bash. Get a bash. What else? I thought there was something else. I mean, what listen to more of that um, Keep the Ball on the Ground podcast with Simon Ferry? It's like a William Hill sponsored Scottish football yeah. one. They had uh, Charlie Mulgrew and a, an ex player called Paul Slane. Paul Sloan. Funny as fuck, man. Like, it's just like it's ex pros um, talking about just the Scottish game. So it's nice to hear people talking about the Scottish game and it getting yeah. a bit of getting a bit of patter, do you know what I mean? Because there's been some cracking characters. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's another one, listen, a really good one, it was the ex-Rangers manager, Mark Warburton, um, sort, of, sort of left in peculiar circumstances. And, do you know what I mean? He, go, he doesn't go into detail, but like he just talks about like the struggles he had working at a club like Rangers, do you know what I mean? Because you can't... I'm a Celtic man. Andy says you're a Celtic man as well. I don't like the Rangers, but you can't lie that they are a big part of football in this country. Do you know what I mean? One of the, one of the most recognised clubs in the world. Do you know what I mean? So it was it was good to sort of see, not behind the scenes, but it was good to sort of hear the way that he spoke about um, when he came out for their first season in the Premier League and he hadn't been told about the going for 55 thing. And he's like, my heart just broke. He goes, these people are paying their money thinking this is what we're going to do. And he was like, we were at least three years away from challenging for the title. Because like, he had a plan. I'm not his biggest fan, but he was like hearing his if, process if, and everybody that. Everybody else with a sane head on their shoulders mm-hmm. said that. Mm-hmm. The only people who didn't want to believe that were the Rangers fans. Mm-hmm. But but no, but he was like he was quite a well thought, a really smart guy. He used to be a money trader. Yeah. Like dealing with some like massive multi million pound deals and that. Um got any coaching off his own back. What's so he doing now? He's uh, I think he's in between jobs still. Probably enjoying that. She's paid off to the Rangers. After the Rangers job, is he then? Is that what he's really saying? Just on the topic of Scottish football, Andy, Matt, you'll like this. I got a text from one of the boys on my football team asking if we wanted to play a part in the uh, Scottish Football Legends five-a-side tournament at Bells. And I'll be taking part in the Dundee United Legends team. Fantastic (laughs) news. It's uh, Ian Ian Ferguson. Legend. Aye. So we had the choice of the Rangers legends or the Dundee United legends, and I said, there's no fucking danger. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking danger I'm playing for a Rangers team. And there's like Rangers fans in the team as well, so they said they would have been the same if it was Celtic. So the only other remaining team was Dundee United. So The Rangers fans hate Dundee United. They hate us. Not as much as they hate Celtic. Plus, the Huns on my team are quite nice guys, so shout out to Marty. Cool. That sounds like a good good week. Ah, so, ah. Good cracks all for charity as well. Here you go. Stuff. What, do you, what about you, Andy Mack? What do you watch? What you got? Uh, a couple of things. I watched that one on Netflix. Did you guys not watch it? It was called You about the yeah, guy I've in not the bookstore. It, yeah, did you yeah. watch the whole thing? I did. Yeah. I'm at the end of this episode seven just now. All I'm right. still taken aback that Andy Mack was, was watching something on Netflix. I know, crazy. Yeah. All about that Netflix and chill. Oh, oh. yourself, boy. <laughs> uh, uh, no, in all seriousness. Uh, yeah. So I watched uh, an episode of that. I thought this will probably be pish, but it looks like the only half decent thing that's on there. <laughs> and then I watched an episode and I went, fuck, I like this boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, oh, and then what, what got, what started to really disturb me though was by the time I got to like season four and five and that, I was like, see if that was me, I would just be bumping this person off here like the ex boyfriend. Yeah. And then obviously. <laughs> Why are you holding on to him? Just yeah, kill him. I oh just, my God, what am I saying? Yeah, I was just, and then I was starting to go like, oh, that'd be a really good opportunity to creep on her if he was doing that. <laughs> and like, I was like, man, I'm well getting into this. So, yeah, I've got uh, two episodes still to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's boot and half, mate. Boot and uh, half. Yeah. What are you, what are you getting it so far? I don't want to mark it until I've, I've watched it all, but 
I'll give it a provisional seven at the moment. Oh, that's high for Andy. It's oh. uh, it's been good. Uh, been listening to more Harvey Toad. Uh, been listening to Smooth's new album. Hus Kingpin and DJ Caesar just had a new album came out today. I had a quick listen to that before I met uh, Kenny earlier on. Um, and other than that, uh, just wrapped up the Gyro Baby single. That'll be out fourth of March. I got to hear a snippet of that last week, and it's fucking good. Like, yeah, sounding great. Mix is done, and it's been sent off to Tom S. Ray for mastering. Uh, pretty well known, high profile master engineer is going to do that mastering. What so does many. mastering re- require? What is that? So it's like. Um, when you've done like your mix and stuff then mastering's like it's a bit of a dark art but it's adding you know subtle eqs and compressions and making the mix overall just giving it it to like yeah think of it like that it's like polishing up a bit of silver how long does that normally take per track uh maybe takes me about maybe an hour and a half maybe for a track just depends but like these guys these guys just specialize in that it's a real yeah. dark art, um, and it's also like the process of helping to make your li- mix louder, so that you know when it's then played that when you hear Beyonce's next single, it doesn't sound super loud, and you have to then turn the fucking mm-hmm. stereo up when your song comes on underneath it as well. Do you give uh, do artists or producers give the, That's the easiest notes? way I can explain it? Yeah, well, say like we want this to be loud on this part of the track. Well, no, it's not about that. Like you know, they'll they'll make the mix louder. Um, you know, I'd, I'm trying to but explain this without getting like technical. So, think of it this way: it's a way of just polishing up the mix, you know, bringing it more to life, making it a bit wider, mm-hmm. making it a bit louder, um, and then obviously, you know, that there's no areas where there's you know stuff poking out all over the place. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Everything. Okay. I, that's I'm trying to explain I, it I, in I a non-technical yeah, yeah. way. So I'm just trying to make little analogies if that works. Um, other than that, yeah, I think that's pretty much me for the week. Lad is nice. What do you want to do now? Do you want to do a little bra or no? Yeah. Have we got many? Did we get some? We did have some from last week. Um, I've got one to get you kicked off for somebody messaged me uh, right. eating crisps in bed, bra or not. First of all, I'm glad you said this because I'm going to quickly segue into the greatest crisp of all time. Oh. Can I put a drum roll in here then? You can, drum roll. There it is. Who's this from? This is, this is me. I've had these. I was introduced to them on Saturday night. Oh, okay, okay. The Walker's Max... The Walker's Max. Have you ever had these? The jalapeno and cheddar. Have you ever had these things? Yeah, so they no, are soon's right up my street. Incredible. Guy. I saw your Instagram story. Oh my god, they burnt my mouth up, and it burned on the way out. I'll be honest, but it was they were smoking hot and they were really really good, like mm. really really good. They are always on sale in the garage, the BP garage, for a pound. Oh, always get a bag of them oh. for a quid, like the big fucking bag. Tell me that. I'm gonna go there right now. I'll see you guys later. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. They are good. McCoy is generally a, you know, high mm. up on the lisp of... Uh, the lisp? The lisp. The lisp. On the list of crisps. Oh, can't even speak. I do like a McCoy. I'm a... You're going to get bad McCoys. Nah. I like a ridge of my crisps. See, sometimes I'll even go for the ridge cheese man. and onion. 
Like, oh just, yeah, why not? You know what I mean? But like, oh, the it mate. should come with like a complimentary bit of chani as well, though. Eh? Oh. Like, <laughs> like if a cottage cheese and it needs to come with a bit of chewing gum, like with it for afterwards. The Mexican chili as well. We have yes, sizzling oh, king prawn. Work. Oh, yeah. they're fucking good, man. Sizzling king prawn. Ooh. Pink bag of McCoys, please. Oh. <laughs> you <laughs> filthy slag, Andy. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> they, they, wait, they have wait. They have prawn McCoys. Sizzling King Kim was low key. Oh, sorry. <laughs> What's low key up there on my favourite bag of crisps? They sell them in the. Uh... Top three, let's go. Top right. three right now. Oh, shit. Oh! oh! Alert! Alert! Grab. Alert! We're aborting Braunau for top three. That's easy. I could come in and just give you them straight up. Go right? No particular order. You've got to have those cheesy D's, man. Those cheesy OD, OG cheese Hell Doritos. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny knows me back in the day. Like I lived on Doritos. I still live on Doritos. I've a tiny cheese. Hold on, so let me get this fired up here. Hold on, we're going deep. Let me Friday get this fired up here. Hold on. Balls deep. <laughs> All right. Can I see? Top, we're, going, we're, doing a, we're doing a top three first. We, we were doing bra and nah, but now we're going to go into a quick top three because I went on a little tangent about. Can you see it on the back of the live video? Yeah. No, last week we had a break. Mm hmm. I didn't realise obviously you cut that out of episodes, but the last thing you can hear on the live video is me going, I've got to take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> and I got him and Meg was like, Do you realise you told all the face, but you're away for a piss? I was like, Do you now? And I've just did it again. No With regrets. Nature calls. No, all right, no top regrets. three crisps, and then we're going to Brown now. Uh, right, so we got uh, cheese Rios. Yes, of course. The There's OGs, no other way. OGs. Salt and vinegar squares. Salt and vinegar squares mm. on an egg oh. mayonnaise sandwich. Oh. Don't even fucking come at me. Bro. <laughs> Honestly. That Don't is... at me. Do not at okay, me. Okay, all right. Oh, that is... I do need to try this. I like squares, though. That... I like the salty squares, though. Oh, that's so good. And then I'm going to finish it off with um, the sea salt and cracked black pepper kettle chips. Remember, Ooh. you've got a hay. Naysafmuths with kettle chips. Naysafmuths. Nah. They, they can be sharp. You need surgery after that. But that's my top three crisps. Nice. What do you got? Uh, right, no particular order. Uh, Roysters. Good shit. Steak Roysters. Understated, yet wholeheartedly effective. <laughs> wholeheartedly uh, effective. These ones as well, these ones fly on the radar. Yeah, that's the There's, a, there's a jalapeno mix bag, They're like a party bag. Again, they got the, the weird little wisps, they got the wheels. Yeah. It's like a jalapeno dust. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, I've heard oh. those. Those are good. Mate. Honestly, <laughs> see if I'm on one, I'm having them. Having them mm. for sure. And. <laughs> Lastly, roast chicken and thyme walker sensations. Oh! Sandwiches. You want to get one of them in on some thick orange packeted Warburtons. Lather that mayonnaise on them oh, bad boys. Yeah. Crunch that shit up real nice. Thank me later. <laughs> there's not a bad flavour of Walker sensation. No, they're good. There's no single flavour. They're going to be on my top list. The, the roast chicken ones are fucking. Oh, they're sliding off the seat. It's me, I've seen Andy Mag for weeks. Top three. So the beer buffalo chicken wing things, they've come out like a pound. That's interesting. Very good. Oh, yeah. No, I've had them in a while. <laughs> um, uh, chicken and time sensations. Can't beat them. Mm. And uh, frazzles. Frazzles. Oh, I love a frazzle. Uh, There's a few underdogs love making a their way to this list this week, by the way. Uh, okay. Cheesy Doritos, number one, hands down. And there is a yes, large right. gap between <laughs> one and two. Um, the chili sensations. Oh, yeah. Thai Street Chili. Yeah. Them, them is bad boys. The chili sensations. And I got to go with these... 
I like Fritos. Fritos is in there, but I realize that's not an American. I mean, that's not a British one. But I gotta go with these the, the, the jalapeno and cheddar Max, man. Oh, okay. They are. I'm telling you. Okay. I wouldn't let you down. I wouldn't lie to you. Okay. They're good. No, no, I'm gonna go out and get a pair of these. Like, I'm gonna. Reason. I, I like the fact that Mike played it always UK, Chris, because I would love to come back next week and talk about my three favorite American. Crisps. Oh, give us a no, preview. Man. Give us a preview. What's your grandma? It says sour cream and onions. <laughs> Spanish Spanish Lay's the jamon favour. Oh. Again, it's just got the giant jamon. Ha- jamon. It's just a picture, a bag of crisps with a giant ham leg on the front. <laughs> We're getting some people on the line there chatting there. Scratcher in 35 degrees with a fucking bottle of Sprite and a packet of Lay's. Oh. We're getting some people on the live chatting in. Bulldog Teamwear with Cheetos. Love Cheetos. Oh. The Crunchy Cheetos. Crunchy so. Cheetos are great. Shout Love out those. to my man Revy at Bulldog Teamwear as well. Yo, um, the Cheetos, the spicy ones have taken over Flame in America. Flaming Hot Cheetos. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ron and Marathon check on the check-in. Beef Space Raiders. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. A classic. You yeah. had a nice reaction oh, to that, guy. Beef Space Raiders. <laughs> hey, man, an understated, uh, understated competitor to the, the pickled onion Space Raiders, but mm. the beefy ones are... I like the spicy Space Raiders. Oh, yeah. I like the spicy ones, yeah. too. Oh, yeah, they're real. Uh, I hated them Space Raiders when I first got here, but the spicy ones won oh, me over. I do like they, a they pickled onion Space Raider. Like. <laughs> one other one I'll throw into the mix, but it's more of a pub crisp. But do you remember I used to get those things called Cheese Moments made by Smith's? Remember, they folk could do scampi fries. Mm. Yeah. Oh. And it used to be like this little sort of, uh, like, wee sort of triangle thing like that, and it had like a wee soft cheese filling in the middle of it. Oh, I think, oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheese Moments. Just Google that shit. Cheese moments. Oh, okay, what? Mm-hmm. That's a f- Actually, we went here with this as well. With this be considered? What would a mini cheddar be considered? A mini cheddar? Oh, that's a crisp, and that's in there. That's high. <laughs> Is that a crisp, though? That's more of a biscuit See, or a cracker. A- no. Oh, okay. But it's a savoury cracker. But if I can Is qualify... Is mini cheddars a biscuit, a crisp, or a cracker? That's just... Know. Why has that question never been answered before? Uh... Gary Monroe on the check-in. Tomato. Blue Steel. Blue, <laughs> Gary Monroe. Gaza Monroe, Hashtag a.k.a. Blue Steel. Blue Steel. On the check-in. Tomato Transformers when they were 10p a pack. Oh, yeah, Them yeah. and Johnny's. The bike. Johnny's bike. Oh, Johnny's oh, Rana just said that. Rana just said that. Johnny Onion Rings. It's Johnny's Onion Rings. Crying out me flavor. That's what he used to say <laughs> on the bike. She says bikers? Onions are in his neck. Fucking green. What? Eyes bikers? What are bikers? Bikers are similar to... Yeah, <laughs> so they're similar to the Transformer snacks mm. kind of things. Oh, they're beast, man. Oh, oh man, starving. Now. All right, so what was the bra? No, you said eating in your bed. Uh, no, Eat- eating crisps in bed. Eating bra, crisps bra. in bed. Fucking hell, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, sorry, that was my fault. Um, bro, I'll eat crisps fucking anywhere. Yeah, there's not an occasion where I don't think crisps are fitting. <sighs> I try not to eat crisps in the bed. I try not to eat crisps in the bed either. No. Nah. No. I try to do too much eating in my bed, to be fair. Yeah, no, it's, uh, usually I'm, I've got to be really hungover if I've not made it into at least the living room. <laughs> like, and, someone's and Chuff still, is just hand-feeding you crisps yeah. or something? Tell you what, man, Chuff is the girl you want to be when you're hungover. See, like, if you're really dying, more than one occasion she's nipped across the Morrisons and got me a cooked breakfast and then brought oh, me in bed. that's a nice lady. That woman's a saint. That's a nice lady. Legend. Can, right? Keep Absolutely. her. <laughs> Tying that motherfucker down. Uh, but I'll say bra, but that's three no's for that one. No? No. no. Uh, I'll say no, yeah. What else we got? Uh, sleeping naked. See, I've got a story about this. Okay. Is it for a video? Can we do this yeah, on video? Okay, that's fine. Well, basically, slept in the scud. Still asleep in a certain position. Mm-hmm. Woke up with the saddest buzz you've ever felt in your life. Uh-oh. For about four days to the point where I was this close to going to the doctor. Yikes. 
What I don't, I, Did it get tangled up? Yeah, they just, I just torsion. That's what it's called. Well, I thought it was torsion, but it turns out if it's real testicular torsion, you need surgery to fix that. Oh. Which was why I barely slept for the four days my balls were sore. Did you Google it? Yeah, no, I did. No. Yeah, I was definitely, definitely getting my balls chopped into. Nah. So yeah, for me, it's, it's a no. <laughs> it's an absolute no. No, my droopy swangers. Droopy swangers. What about your droopy swangers? <laughs> It's not droopy here, ladies. Oh! <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Fucking. Droopy Swangers episode title number two. Oh, man. I want to set up an app, but it's just an Andy Mack soundboard. Droopy Swangers sounds like a terrible cartoon from the early hey, 90s. Hey, like, hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah, we mort. Um, droopy Swangers! So it's that sleeping naked. Sleeping in the scud. Yeah. Uh, I'd do it if I have to do it, but I prefer to go to my bed with my bockies on a t-shirt. I see, I'm not, I don't but wear a t-shirt. It, if I go to bed on my own, then I'll have clothes on. If I don't, I won't. Hey. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to be funny, that's just the way it but works out. Do you sleep with a t-shirt on? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Uh, I don't usually a lot of time it gets weaked off, like half I, I can't. I can't sleep with a t-shirt on. Can I do it? So is that a gnaw from you sleeping in the scud? Unless you're maybe yeah, no, no, I'm gonna say no because if no. it's me on my own, then I don't do it, so it's a no. Kenny, nah, t-shirt and boxers for me. T-shirt like. and boxers, yeah, I'll go boxers and shirtless. Is it is it quite an American thing that people have like you see all the time like TV shows and that? This is where I noticed that it would seem that Americans would always wear like a t-shirt and shorts to bed, and it was always completely alien to me. Mm-hmm. As I got to, as once I got to a certain age, like. It's always like t-shirt and joggies kind of thing. Ah, yeah, yeah right. that's what they have an actual outfit for going to bed. And I don't know if it's just a TV oh, thing. Oh, no, yeah, I wear outfits. If it's winter and it's cold, yeah, I'll wear outfits. Yeah, I just can't, man. Ever since, as soon as I got into Bockies, that's all I was sleeping in. But it's once I grew up my, my Space Jam pyjamas, that was fucking... Uh, I was straight into Freedom Town. Reeve's asking if you're turning into a silver fox. Are you getting grey somewhere, Bobby? No, I don't see anything. It might no. just be the light. No, okay, yeah. Saying that, I did was like, was lying on the couch with Chuff the other week. I was just had my head on her. It was a really nice moment watching the telly. Aww. And I just, I thought she was stroking my head. But it turns out she just found a wee patch of grey and she was just Aww. fucking trying to see how many were there. And she's like, she's picking the parasites got off fucking you. loads of grey. I wouldn't mind a bit of grey. I wouldn't mind a bit of grey. Yeah, I've got a bit of ginger in my beard right now. Grey's all right. I'm, okay, right? I'm telling you, I really wish you would keep growing your beard out, man. I uh, know. Connie said the same thing. I've never seen someone so deflated as when I came downstairs the other day, shaved, clean shaven. And she was like, uh, oh, oh. I took it all off. I was like, oh, fuck you. Jeez. I, I said to Chuff the other day, I was like, I miss the mustache. I might grow the Me mustache. too. I was saying the same thing. I, like, I, might, I might grow the mustache back in, but keep like a bit of stubble. Because I actually quite, see when I got to that stage where there was like a noticeable bit of stubble around it and a big full mustache. I quite liked it. Mustache. But she was just sort of like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> or get out. Yeah. But, um, all right, what's next? Sorry. Right, sorry. Yeah. Um, There's someone to lit on the post as well. There's yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get to that. Oh, I'm just okay, doing the ones on the thing. So, was that a resounding no? Uh, sleeping in the scud? Yeah, unless it's like, even if it's really, really hot, there's not, you, you can't got, escape. I've got, at least, escape I've got at least boxers on. I think I actually get sweatier being naked, yeah. like my legs and all that, like, do than when I've got my boxers and that on. I, that's for, the, that's for our lady. Man. That's for our lady listeners. There's Andy Mack talking Moist, about it. Moist slippery. Anyway, moist slippery. Slippery. Right. Next one is uh, <laughs> the snooze button. The snooze button. Bra and all. It is probably mere tempting. 
Mm. than anything else in the entire universe is that snooze button. Kenny, you don't strike me as a snooze guy. No, I don't. No, you're up and out. <laughs> right? Do you drink coffee? <laughs> no. No coffee? No. Okay. Right. Do you like? Do you know? Do you feel like if you, you you have to get up as soon as you hear that noise? Yeah, oh, def- definitely. You have to get up. See, even away. if I don't hit the snooze button, I'm like on my phone to like bring myself into the world. Yeah, I can't just I can't just jump out of bed. Yeah. Any Mac? We think snooze? Nah, can't well, do it. As soon as it goes up, no, I've, I've said it for a time because I know I need to get up at that time. So see, I I, I like mm. to trick. I'm one of these people. That I trick myself. So if I need to get up at quarter to seven. Yeah. I'll set an alarm for six and then uh, an alarm for half six. I think we talked about this a couple yeah. of uh, a while I, ago. But I can't just jump out of my bed. I don't understand the multiple alarms. I don't understand it. <sighs> you have to get up at a certain time, set your alarm, and get up. Yeah, it's just the way I trick my brain into making me think I'm getting more sleep. Uh, but you're not because you're getting up half an hour earlier. Yeah. Just set it for the time. I, don't, I didn't up. say it makes sense, Andy. You know what you need? Yeah, because you said that you don't, you don't drink coffee until you get to work. Yeah. If you got that first hit, before you left the house, you'd mm. maybe get that alarm, get the extra sleep I've in, got to get get coffee, up, have and go. a toley, have a shower. What's a toley? A shite. Well, how does that work? What does toley mean? Poo. <laughs> I don't why toley? It's what just a term. I don't know where it originated from. It's just man. I am still learning shit. Eleven years you in. Never and have, I'm never a heard toley? the term. A toley. Never. No. It's only really Jordan that says it. <laughs> just, just not in entertainment for, for a the toley. <laughs> <laughs> Bulldog teamwear Revy saying, "Dots, you need to record motivational quotes." I do need to record motivational quotes. <laughs> I want to do like you ever watch the the morning joint <laughs> Uncle Julie. It's Joey Diaz. He live streams his first joint of the day, and he gets people fired up, and it's brilliant. So I reckon we should do that. Mike should do that. Word with Dots broadcast. Yeah, I don't, actually, maybe I will do that. The good ones. Today wasn't a good one, apparently. Blazing a couple of bongs in the back garden. <laughs> apparently it was, but no, don't want to get don't want to get high on here. No. Um, all right, what's up? What's next on the list? Right, so, so that was a resounding no on the snooze button. No all around? No all around. Yes, just, just I, do, just I abuse the up, snooze. Man. I abuse yeah. the snooze, but I don't like abuse it. Abuse the snooze. Yeah. Steve Irwin. <laughs> Steve Irwin, yeah. We touched on this earlier in the preamble. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm saying bro. Yeah. No. No? No. Any reasons why? I, I just, I just always, 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 stay in my hand. Uh, all right, come on, that is Revy. That's my gel mate, so I've been uh, in the gym. Um, cheers. <laughs> I, I just found them irritating. Were you eating spaghetti today? No. They look like... See, <laughs> that, that. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Private joke! Hi, oh. <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, mate. Yeah, just... <laughs> where was I again? I just... Even when he was... even I, I really don't mean to speak over the dead. I'm not saying this to be an arsehole, but even when he was on the telly, I just found them annoying. Same yeah. with Rolf Harris. Turns out I was right on that one, by the way. Mm. Not a nice guy. <laughs> but uh, Steve Irwin, I just found them annoying. I just found him irritating. Didn't he like his shows? The way that he spoke, I felt like he was bothering right, the animals. Right, okay, enough now. You're fucking <laughs> bashing the dead guy, right? Bashing Jeez, the dead right? Here, Michael right? Jackson, he's still on board. You talk about. <laughs> 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 That's a, so we're gonna, uh, I, I know what our poll's going to be this week. <laughs> <laughs> Is Michael Jackson a? <laughs> we get an email back. It's not for Baines. It's just for fucking. I know, right? Michael Jackson. Shit. I forgot about the Baines thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, Damn. We can't be selling it. Right, I'm not being funny. <laughs> can't tone it down for all the free mince pears in the world. All right. You just sell your morals for a sausage roll. No. Steak big. Can't sell what you don't have. No. No, I'm a chicken pie kind of guy. Yeah, chicken. <laughs> chicken pie kind of guy. That's, that's what I'm all about. You're the same though, you know. He's a no. Stay. Nah, no. no, I'm saying bro. 
Well, it's a half and half, and our guest gets a deciding vote, so Steve Irwin goes in the knob. All right. Fair enough. All right, good. Fair enough. That's, that's the rules. That's the way the that's cookie the rules, crumbles. <laughs> right, we've got someone to post as well. Two seconds, I'll pull this shit up. Uh, the new BBC Scotland channel. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. It was getting murdered on Twitter last night. Oh, yeah. Why? People what, has were, it, has it launched already? Yeah, it launched last <laughs> night. <laughs> What's People, on it? Well, there was the new Burniston, which was meant to be all right. <laughs> But apparently the first episode of Still Game was absolute gutters. Oh, I honestly think it's just going to be like BBC The Social on, on TV. your TV. Just maybe, a bunch of annoying kind of, And basically it'll all just be, maybe we'll, be well if it's Glaswegian patter it must be funny. Oh, and, you know, shots. Basically uh, a representation of Glasgow will be a representation of Scotland. Because mm. it is very Glasgow centric. Like, mm. BBC Scotland. Very funny. But yeah, appar- apparently, uh, apparently the new Still Game was just Wrong. I s- oh, hang we, on. We called that. Yeah, we I was saying that? that fucking just a few weeks ago. I was like, "How shite is still game?" First six seasons of it were all right. It was still never better than. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Know, I don't hold it in such a high regard as a lot of people do. No, and I've, I've always found this again an, an unpopular opinion. It's like that with sitcoms. So once you start making the side characters as important as the main characters, then it starts to lose its magic. Yeah. Because mm. now it is as much about the side characters as it is about Jack and Victor. Fair enough. So, so is that, well, that's, that's, I'm going to say no, because I'm not really arsed. I didn't watch a lot of terrestrial telly. My mum said, she tweeted me last night, uh, she was saying she watched it for a little bit and it was just apparently utter dross. Um, <laughs> so... She switched off. Mickey Dads? Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I'll be positive and I'll say bra. Get it? I've not seen it either. Uh, um, it's a no for me anyway. I've not watched it for a long time. That's uh, in the knob and then. Right, we'll go to the post. So, we go. the first one here is Daniel Miller. Right, Daniel. Uh-huh. Fake tan. Oh, boy. I'm sick fed up of the McDonald's drive through girls having dirty orange hands and knuckles yep. and make them look like they've Ooh. got leprosy. Yeah. It's not nice. Not nice. Could I just the follow on for part of this? Davey O. Davey O. Davey O. Davey, Davey O. Davey O's next message just say, I never look at their hands. <laughs> Winky face emoji. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Leo. <laughs> <laughs> the original player from the Himalaya. Davey O. Top shag at Davey O. I'm going to say, I didn't mind when I say, like, it's a decent fake tan. Mm-hmm. You know, like, goes out and actually gives them, but it's the, it's the self fake tan that's been obviously caked and then they've obviously no got a mitt or whatever it is and their hands yeah. do look like they've got leprosy I don't want them handling my nuggies no <coughs> no but you, the one I've noticed at, at McDonald's Which is the nuggies? one where you give them the money so they're not letting you know old fake tan hands loose on the fucking food bit she's <laughs> just dealing with the cash monies you know what I'm yeah. saying mm-hmm. But I've noticed that before I've been like pulled up in the morning and be like look at the fucking state of her hands I've never noticed that like, who am I to judge? Like, you know, <laughs> know what I mean? But I've just, I've, I've noticed it. So, yeah, I'll go with that. So it's a so no it's a from no. me? No. 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 Or ginger, uh, orange leprechaun hands. And <laughs> yeah. Here you go, Daniel. Straight in the knob in. Next one here is shout out to PJ Mackinnon, Night and Day podcast. Happen, PJ. PJ. I need to catch up on some podcasts, man. I'm not listening to yeah, two. Dick for tomorrow. Two to catch yeah, up me on. too. Don't take that as offensive, PJ. I've listened to no podcasts. I've literally, I'm still too behind of our own show. I need to get that done. How dare you? Shut up. PJ says, uh, red carpet shows that are aired before award shows. Live from the red carpet, bra or not? He says, for the record, 
I find them slightly more enjoyable than most award shows, so I will give them a bra. I think PJ was watching the Oscars last night. Quite possibly. Was, or yeah. did Alana make him watch the Ooh. Oscars? PJ, can you let us know? I will say, I don't, I wouldn't go out my way to watch it, however. If there's ever a funny red carpet video, I'll watch that. There's one where Chris Evans is at one of the premieres of the, uh, one of the Avengers movies, mm-hmm. and he's fucking smashed. And it's absolutely hilarious. He's like, huh? What? Huh? He's like, the woman has to ask him like, the same question three times. He's just got this big glacic grin on his puss. So for that, actually, I'll say bro, because there may be some, uh, some nuggets of entertainment there. That's going to be enough from me, because you're listening to some fucking nobody yapping away at some other nobody, and here comes fucking Kevin Hart for a chat. You're just like, <laughs> yeah, nah, <fucking laughs> switch over. No, get it in the nobbin. Uh, I'm gonna say no too. Some they try to make them funny sometimes, but they don't do a good enough job. No way. That's a no for me. I never watch that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> what else we uh, got? <laughs> PJ Mackinnon again. PJ Conan O'Brien, bro or no? I really like his new podcast. I'll give him a bro. I fucking love Conan O'Brien. Love Conan. I think yeah. of all the like late night talk show hosts, I think he's my favourite. Like, I don't mind Jimmy Kimmel and uh, Jimmy Fallon, but yeah. I think there's a, there's a video online where he, he takes an intern out for a driving lesson, but he's got right. Kevin Hart and Ice Cube in the back of the car as well. Yeah. Fucking see Kevin Hart but, again. He's <laughs> everywhere. Hardest working man in show business. Like, yeah. so we last, he's like an intern, like, and they're pure shouting out instructions at him. Ice Cube's like, you know what to do if you could drive that? And then they go, <laughs> in the end, they go into like, a dispensary and they fill up a pinata full of weed. And then they're just driving around California getting absolutely baked. And it's funny as fuck. Kevin Hart's high as balls and it's very funny. <laughs> Plus he also gave um, comedian Daniel Sloss his big break in America. Put him oh, on his he? show, yeah. Oh, all right. Years ago, if you seen him on Twitter or YouTube or something, then ended up booking him on his show. So, uh, yeah, Conan O'Brien's a bra for me. Conan O'Brien is also a bra for me. Wrote for The Simpsons early on as well. Oh, shit. Uh, was on Saturday Night Live. He's touched all of the uh, the good things, in my opinion. Also, from went to Harvard, I believe. Mm. Yeah, smart and funny. Ooh. He's, he's a giant, too. He's like six, seven. Yeah, he's a, yeah. he's a long man. He's very, very, very funny. So, yeah, that's a bra for me. Andy Mack? I don't think he's funny. What? No, I just don't think he's funny. Big fucking gangly daft. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta kill him? There's many opinions though. No, I, I don't. I just don't think he's funny. I don't think folk like Jimmy Kimmel or that are funny. No, nah. I just don't think any of the like we've tried to hear about Jonathan Wass. He couldn't do it either. I used to quite like yeah. a show when it was on BBC One, uh, but when he went to ITV, it was a bit wank. I think maybe it's Jonathan just the format Wass. of the program. Maybe it's Ross, but he had a lisp. Ah, uh, Jonathan Wass. Oh, you can't okay. say ours. Jonathan Wass. Remind me, talk show host after this. It's a bit like Roy Hodgson. Boy, <laughs> right, okay, so then. Uh, no, it's definitely no. Kenny. A bra for me. Yeah, you like him? Yeah. Um, I watched also, I know we're out of watching and listening to it, but I watched the Big Nasty show. Have you guys seen this? He's fucking Big hysterical. Nasty. The guy on the show with him, his co host, is funnier than him. But they. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. They all went to like an octagon at some point. Oh, they had Dennis Rodman on too, which was weird. But they all went to an octagon and then he was rapping in the octagon like Big Nasty. And I was like, this is weird. But then they were all rolling around in there and he's fucking massive, of course. And yeah. he has problems breathing. But he just sat back. He reminds me of like the notorious B.I.G. He just <laughs> sat back in the chair breathing all weird while the comedian did all the fucking work on the show. But uh, definitely watch that. It was funny. He's got so, a funny laugh. He does. Conan O'Brien, Kenny, Kenny, who he is? I was saying, no. he said no. no. 
Did you say no? Oh, I missed that. Oh, oh no, we said bra. Ah, yeah, yeah, bra. You said bra. Sorry. Right, cool. Uh, another last one from PJ. Man buns, bra or no? My oldest boy says he wants to grow his hair out to create one. Thoughts? I used to get quite harsh on man buns, but then like show him a picture of a mullet. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. And then just say, if you get a man bun, you'll look back on this like we look back on mullets now. Some dudes can pull it off, though. But you have to be, like, shaped like a fucking Viking warrior to pull one off. It's when you see... I seen one guy, like, literally... It felt like... It was like, you know when you see, like, a a wee toddler lassie and she's got the tiniest wee pigtail that's been, like, painstakingly pulled through a tiny wee boat? Yeah. I seen a guy rocking one of those, and I was like, that's not (laughs) what... Surely you go that when you've got, like, a full head of hair and you're tying that shit up. You have to know, yeah. But, uh, Bobby Parker says, man buns, absolutely fucking not. He also says, fake tan like Ron Seal. No man, like, no man likes a woman painted like a fence. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to paint you like a fence, then. <laughs> well, when you say it that way. <laughs> the decorator. Andy Mack, what about you? What did you say? All right, to what again, sorry? Man buns. I was daydreaming there. Oh, no, 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 no. Mikey Dots? Uh, because I am balding, I am against all hairstyles, so that's a no. It's definitely enough for me. Like. <laughs> no, sorry, man. Well, like, PJ, let us know. Are you are you going to allow it and see if he'll just learn his lesson, or are you going to try and forewarn him? That is probably a bad idea. Yeah. Saying that, I, now I look back. How old is son? Did he say? Doesn't know. Oh, okay. He's no super old, I think. I would say that I I do. I wish I still had my long hair. I used to fucking love my hair. You would wear a man bun, wouldn't you? I'd probably wear it in the gym. Mm-hmm. I have done in the past, but I wouldn't make it a style effort. I think if my hair is long, then I'm going to keep it long. Oh Don't God. get annoyed with me just because I've still got uh, hair. Oh, that's a low blow. Best skin fading perfume. And there goes the blind. Oh, yeah, I can't. <laughs> Ow. Right. Last one. Davey O, Top Shagger. <laughs> the, uh, the pest of McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people who pick their own nickname, no, except Indiana Jones. I, I does I does my tits in. When people pick their own nickname. Yeah, I used to play American football with a guy, and he had the same. I can't even mind his name now, but he had the same name as a guy who was already on the team. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Just call me Raven." And we're like, "No, absolutely not." He's like, "We'll just call that. you New, whatever your name is." <laughs> like, was, New Jim, get over here. I was just like, "He's like, you call me Raven." I'm like, "Nah, he could fuck right off." <laughs> like, Raven. Yeah, <laughs> Raven fucking magic. I'm gonna call you that, you prick. But honestly, he was a weird dude, so it was a big no from me. <laughs> yeah, you don't pick your you don't pick your own names. No, they never stick. Anyway, I think I've probably tried, but uh, they don't stick. I will so. show out the finest segment on commercial radio at the moment is the Johnny Vaughan show. They're on search for the world's greatest nickname, and some of the fucking things they get texted in from people are amazing. There's a guy whose pal gets called the locksmith. No, the blacksmith. Mm-hmm. Because every time it's his turn to buy a round, he makes a bolt for the door. Ah! I was like, that shit's fucking the up. The Oh, there was one. There was one guy who was a. Uh, he's allergic to gluten, so his pals just called him Vladimir. <laughs> Vladimir gluten. <laughs> I mean, that type of petty shit. And these nicknames have all been like lasting for about fifteen years, so that's up there for me. But she was a no. No. Mikey. Uh, what was it again? People who pick their own nicknames. Ah, uh, no, I can't do it. It's impossible. <laughs> no Jenny. chance. No way. <laughs> no way. I think that's broad no, unless anyone else has got any more they want to bring right to the table. I'll throw one in there, because I was thinking about it earlier on when you were talking about the sleeping <clears> chat. It's men wearing pyjamas, and I mean pyjamas like with the pyjama bottoms <laughs> and like the button-up fucking the top thing with the fucking boys. like actual collar and that. You're saying that because I said that I wear them. That's why you're saying you, this. Do you wear a pyjama top like a matching, like matching set? Not like, not a button-up, but like, the, like maybe three buttons at the top. <laughs> 
Do you actually? Yeah. I thought you just wore like the, the joggy bottoms. Like, see, see if it's got buttons. Hinge. I don't think I can wear it to bed. Mike Pierre thinks I'm having a go. I'm, I'm yeah, not. you do. I'm not. You got something to say? Just say it. No, <laughs> I swear. Half the time in this podcast, Mike thinks I just say things just to go against just to him, just, him to, just to noise him up, and none of it's true. Eighty percent of the time. No, <laughs> it's not. It's always. I've got jammies, but they're it. just my cutting about the house trousers. Like if I'm yeah. if I'm hungover, I'll put my jammies on and go sit in the living room. Mm-hmm. But when I go to bed, they come off. Do you know what I mean? I don't go to bed in my pajamas. Ow. Yeah. Tough takes them off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it tells me I leave it alone. Yeah, don't <laughs> touch me, I've got a sore head. I've <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it before I, me. <laughs> That's why I always keep aspirin nice in the bed. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, right, stop. Got a remedy for that? No. Fucking move on. You're freaking me after you said you're siding with a bad guy and you know you're talking about. I'm, I'm fucking that guy's got stalking moves man he's a, he's a stalker's dream he knows what to do man he knew what to do so. <laughs> you got any sports for that before we finish up this week um, I was just thinking about the Chelsea keeper oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 even I saw sports team yeah. I want to talk. sports yeah sports uh, let's get ready to to get into that as well because I before we get the Chelsea I dying to talk about this I'll get this I took the wee man at the Celtic game yesterday yeah uh, Celtic won 4-1 against Motherwell ah. some controversy around the Motherwell goal okay so uh, players downed with injury so Celtic players pass the ball out so the player can receive treatment I think it was a Celtic player that went down so the, the done thing the gentleman's agreement in sport is that when that's the case you then throw the ball back to their keeper or you throw it out for a, a goal kick mm-hmm. so that no one really gains the advantage and Celtic return to get the ball back because they had it. The Motherwell player gives a half-arse throw in and the young winger latches onto it and then pelts down the wing while all the Celtic players are still in the middle of the park. Misses his shot but then Motherwell then going to score the, the rebound. Now, I've not heard an atmosphere at a Celtic game like that like for like... like Intense hatred that wasn't an old firm game. Like oh. this, the, it was just, and the players were going mental, the the crowd were going mental. But it's not a rule. Mm. It is like I say, it's a gentleman's agreement. It's sportsmanly conduct. Now, I don't think normally it would have been as big of a deal. However, Celtic would have been seven games and seven clean sheets in a row domestically. Obviously not in Europe. Mm. But what would you think if that was scored against your team? Because a lot of people have been talking that there's been cases of this in the past where the team who have committed the unsportsmanly conduct then allow the team to go and score a goal. Ugh, what are you moaning about? Your team won four one yesterday. No, 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 I'm not moaning. I'm trying to get your opinion because look at the time. <laughs> at the time, it was only two 0 So yeah. that goal goes in. Motherwell get another one. That's a change game. But I'm saying if it's your team, mm. what would you would you not be a wee bit unhappy? Like I didn't kick off and I had to explain to the wee man why the goal still stood. I was like, it's not written in the rules, you have to do that. However, it's just considered the done thing. But if it's not in the rules, then you really don't have a gripe, I don't think. No, no, that's you what know, I'm saying. I'm, it was it was annoying. And I think Yeah, I would I can saying, see and that. I think like the, the mother of my manager came out and said, like, he's a young lad, he it's his first start 
for Motherwell, you're at Parkhead, you know what I mean? You get a chance, you're going to take it. And I can, I can sympathise with yeah, that. That's one of McCallum. However, I think, is it not as well from a professional point of view, would you still want to score a goal like that knowing that you're not actually going up against the full might of your opponent? Because <laughs> you're catching them on the hop. I yeah. would, if, especially if it was playing against what, Celtic. Yeah, yeah I would. Whatever it takes to but score. What, what, was, what was your opinion be if Celtic done that to Dundee United? But Celtic, but Celtic have done that to Dundee United along with Rangers with dodgy penalties and fucking shitty decisions <laughs> as long as I can ever remember. So I don't, I'm just, I'm I just remember asking, you saying I don't want to hear it anymore. I'm asking specifically <laughs> about this type of situation. I remember you saying two weeks ago when they said, oh, uh, Celtic won 1-0, then he was like, who scored the penalty? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, seeing that, if I played for a team other than Celtic or Rangers, I'm going for it and I'll deal with it post-game. That's fair enough. Yeah. I just wanted to get an opinion. Like you said, I, as a fan, you'd hate it, but as a player, I'm like, nah, I'm going to go. That's what I'm saying. I explained it. to Riley, I was like, it's just it's <laughs> something you usually do. Like I've never seen it before in a professional game. It happened to me once in the Cubs. Our team done it. Yeah. But the, go- the goal got chalked off in the game. Because Explain of- it to me again. So, again. Sorry. Sally player goes down with an injury. Okay. So while he's down waiting treatment, the players just kick the ball into touch. So okay. kick it out for a throw-in so that play can stop. Yeah. And uh, oh, I've seen that happen. The medics okay. can come on. So yeah. basically, what the Motherwell player would then usually do, or the other team would then return the ball to the Celtic goalkeeper. Yeah. So they're not getting an advantage; it's going right the way back to the other side of the pitch. Okay. And then play would just continue. Everyone claps. It's a very nice moment. When you went down, though, was it due to contact with the uh, uh, the opposing team? Yeah, it was, team? A, it was, it was a foul. Yeah, well, it wasn't like a foul, but it was like he got an injury. He was okay. down on the pitch. So like, I think it might have been a head knock. I can't remember. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, a lot of flopping in soccer too, man. I, I got to push. I'm look, pushing up field. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's not a rule. So I wasn't... Like, there's a lot of people on Twitter which was fucking embarrassing going mental about it. I'm like, look, yeah. it's just a bit of a pain in the ass, but it's not a rule. Do you know what I mean? It's not a... What was, what was your, your son's initial reaction? He was, he was like, why is everyone so annoyed? Okay. And then when you explained it to him, what did he say? He was just like, he looked a bit confused. So I was like, it's not a rule, but people do it anyway. Yeah. You know, you've got to try and explain those loopholes to kids. Yeah, it's tough. Do you know what I mean? So the thing is, I would have been more annoyed if Motherwell had stood there and let Celtic score another goal. I yeah. feel like that would have just been a bit like. Oh, that, would, that would have made me. But really apparently, apparently that, even though I have no <laughs> interest in the game whatsoever, <laughs> if I then saw it on Twitter afterwards, I'd be like, "What the fuck well, is been, going on?" Man? But I've like, heard that's happened previously. Uh, yeah, I think there's been extreme examples of that. Like, I can't pull them up now, but. Um, I have seen or read of cases where teams have then scored like a shit house goal, mm. and then said, "You know what? Straight from kickoff, you guys can just fucking walk it straight up the other." Yeah, I'd, I'd, the hate, I'd hate that. I'd hate that more. So I mean, at the end of the day, it was the guy's a young boy. I actually, feel if you're a punter, you know, you've got a bet on the game and that, and then teams are oh, going, range, ah, yeah, yeah, on you go, no problem. Just <laughs> the just walk up the field, son. You, <laughs> you know what annoyed me more than anything is I'd said to the wee man beforehand, "I was like, what do you think the score will be?" And he said, 3-0 Celtic. He goes, Eduardo will get two and Sinclair will get the other. And he was bang on, apart from that goal. And then we obviously got the fourth one. But he scored three or four scores. But no, I just want to get your opinion on that specific situation. Just want to see the crack. Now, do you want to talk about the Chelsea keeper? Yes. What the fuck is he doing? Yeah, what, what was that about? And why did the manager let, allow it to happen? Well, he didn't allow it to happen, but he he basically gave up. trying. I mean, who's a captain? As Piliqueta? Mm. Why the fuck was he no dragging him off the park? Who was the guy? I like when athletes cover their mouth when they go and talk to another athlete. From, from <laughs> what it looks like, I watched the, the Paddy Power breakdown on their Instagram story, and they said like, so he, it happened, and then Sari tried to storm off, 
Yeah. Looked like he realised nobody was following him, not even his bench, and then came back himself. That's like one of those things you see kids did, right? I'm away and they're going yeah. off, and then two seconds later, then they're back in the door mm. again. Yeah, to that. But like, yeah. as, as well, so what was it? He, she's come out and said in the press conference afterwards, oh, it was a misunderstanding. I thought he had cramp, he didn't have cramp. But. Why was. Oh, okay, so was he not performing well up to that point, though? Well, I think they. Yeah, he'd been doing the cramp twice, mm. which I find oh. odd for a goalkeeper. Why is a goalkeeper cramp? I find up? it odd for professional footballers. Well, they do a lot of running. Yeah, but I mean, at the same, but at the same time, they're athletes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, are they, are they no? I, I always found I just found it a bit strange. Like, maybe uh, in February, yeah, it's a bit weird. But mm. uh, I mean, a lot of times during the World Cup, guys were going down because it was super warm. Yeah, yeah, no, but, but, but just in your average day, yeah. it's not too hot, it's not too cold. You're right. It? For athletes, you get something in your body that's going to make sure that you're not yeah. cramping up. Yeah, in my opinion. But I, as a strange one, that it clearly looks to me and I try not to buy into the press too much because they're always picking on somebody but um, Sari's turning Sari's yeah. going to get forced out next yeah but uh-huh. as, as well as that how what are they going to do because who's going to want to take that job knowing that they can't buy players for a was it the two two windows so they can't actually buy anyone until next summer two years I believe it is 20, I'm sure it was, was, was it, it two 20, windows it was two I windows two I thought years. why can't they buy someone for two years so is it the was it the Tapping up and signing players all under sort of dodgy transfers, that kind of uh, stuff. Thing is, well, though, is have you seen the amount of players they've got out on loan? Yeah, they've got like enough for like three squads worth of first team players mm. out on loan, and a lot of these are decent, decent players as well. So, it might not be the buying, but I think this, the way they're going to shock I get rid of Sari is who's going to take on that job knowing that they can't make any changes that they would want to make for two years. See, if it was me, I would just be like that. Like, uh, Obviously, he's on his way out. I mean, let's not beat around the bush. They got humped 6-0 by Man City a few weeks ago. 12 goals in three games, pretty much. Yeah, uh, that goalie would have, should have fucking walked out the field. And then, and then, do you know what I mean? They got really... beat by Bournemouth. Oh, of course. Why, why are you sound so surprised? Because you didn't know that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Bournemouth beat them 4-0. Yeah, I thought, you, I, you, I, thought, you... I thought I misread that the day it happened. Like, it was fucking through Twitter. I was like... That must have been back to front. I've always read that number wrong. I was like, no, nah, Jesus Christ. What do you do with that, man? Like, if that's one of your fucking teammates, it's just, I find it odd that nobody was just like, can't get the fuck off the park, man. It's, it's, it does show now, and like we talked about this with the Man United team with Jose Mourinho, it, was like it shows now the power players are in charge. that players have yeah. as mental. Can you imagine if somebody tried to do that even maybe 10 years ago? The backlash the player would have got. But now nobody's talking about the attitude of the keeper. We're all chatting about Sari fucking shitting it. Well, yeah, there you go. And then, you know, to top it off, uh, you saw that he nearly saved one of the penalties. It was a, it was oh, a, right. it was a threat and it squirmed right underneath right. him. So, you know, he had that. He had the opportunity to make himself a hero. Mm. Did you see that? Did you see Hazard's penalty? But he did himself look like a dick. What did he do? No, uh, the keeper has made himself oh, look like a dick. Oh, the keeper made himself look like a dick. He could have made himself look like a hero, but he's just made everything ten times worse right. now. He's really a young boy as well, as you know. Yeah, kind of... Or is it Balaga or... Yeah, however you say his second name, though. Twat. What an idiot, man. Do you know what I mean? But it just goes to show you, fucking... Sorry, he's on his way out. And the player... Power, the power all lies with the players these days. It's there's mentally. A, there's an update. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce his last name, but it says Kepa leaves tra- Chelsea training ground as Maurizio Sarri takes session. So it's still brewing. Mm-hmm. I would, but if you did that in your job, why? Oh, you'd get right. You're fired. <laughs> yeah. 
Or at least suspended. You get, suspended. get in trouble. That's it's it's dissent, isn't it? That's, that's yeah. exactly what it is. It's non non uh, respecting a, a superior. I think he's gonna hit it going the Tom Brady oh oh shit list this week. Yeah, <laughs> came up with stick him. Who was the other one? <laughs> All the Man United team. They can go in there as well. <laughs> Why Man United? Because they've done it to Mourinho. As much as I don't like Mourinho, oh, yeah. do you know what I mean? You got to respect the office type of thing. Yeah. Fuck Mourinho. He can go in there though. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's us for the week A long one this week It was, I yeah, enjoyed yeah, that Thank you very much Kenny for coming yeah. on and talking to us really Cheers very much guys um, we'll Take a photo of the poster, take a photo of the belt and We've got all the, the yeah, details of the event sent, sent, Put up on the page as well um, Have you got any Anything you want to shout out, any social medias Or do you want to take us through the event, what's the details um, Well the event's on 30th of March uh, In Peterhead There'll be a bus running from Perth Up to the event and back um, if anyone's wanting to come, they can. Uh, I could do with the support, to be honest. <laughs> um, uh, very nervous about it, so the more support, the better. Um, I've not arranged times for the bus to leave yet because obviously I need to know how how many is coming. Yeah. Um, but if anyone wants to get in touch, they can get me on Facebook and or contact yourselves. Yeah, message the page. We'll pass anything on. Get right? the phone number. Um, but obviously you could put it on. Yeah, yeah, I will. Get up. I'm I'm all, uh, if anyone wants to come, it'd be more appreciated. Excellent. Nice. Uh, we are on Facebook, Podbean, Monkey Sword Podcast. You can email us. Your <laughs> email well, us your, your, your clean Agony Andy's, look, please. They don't even need to be clean, but I will say the Agony Andy that we received from an unnamed listener was disgusting. It was absolutely filthy. Get new friends, tell your pal he's an awful human being. I'm not going into any further detail. We might one day put that email somewhere. Maybe we'll 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 put an edited version out at some point. Yeah, we'll see if we can like because uh, it was my mom listens to this. Yeah. Our moms listen yeah. to this. My mom loves a laugh and she's not offended by much, but that is <laughs> minging. Absolutely minging. Even I sat here and was like, I don't even know if I could talk about that. And yeah. you know me, boys, I'll nah. say anything. Uh, we, we don't have enough beeps in the computers yeah, to keep all this. There's like Grim. Just <laughs> you know who you are. I don't know who you are. I only know your pal who's dobbed you in it. Oh. But Whoever you are, you're grotty. <laughs> Absolutely grotty. That was to the best of us. <laughs> 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 oh, no. Anyway, thank you very much for those who have listened. Like I said, we're on Facebook and Podbean, Monkey Swordfight Podcast. Let's push us over that 5K and get on at the next it's milestone. this week. Oh, I'll be done by <laughs> tomorrow morning. No yeah. Easy. Um, I think. Like I say, if you want to sponsor us as well, you can get in contact with us, monkeysurfightpodcast at gmail.com. No business too big or small. And get in now before Baines gets in there. Yeah, and once real. they start throwing that money at us, kiss your small business goodbye. Like I say, even if you no, want to. I'll like, take multiple sponsors. <laughs> you get oh, shit, on, sorry. You get that. You get yeah, that look, you got a, a no obligation inquiry. If you want to ask us about a reach and what we can do for your business, get in yeah, touch. Yeah, we'll give you some stats. Yeah. Uh, we're Baines loyal but we can also be insert your business here loyal yeah. so I'm go. loyal to anything that's paying me that cheddar oh. <laughs> get that cash out sell out <laughs> I am on, uh, I'm on Twitter at Wagwan Patrice I am also on Twitter at underscore M dots I'm lurking about at Macapella I'm at MSF underscore podcast yes is that the right one yeah Nice. Yeah, that's that's fucking nailed it. Right. Maybe. Thank you very much for everyone's listening thank you again to Kenny for coming along thank you sir take care we will speak to you soon peace Peace.